This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Franchise Tag Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Salas, and I'm back with Chris from last week. Uh, Say what's up, Chris. What's up, guys? Uh, Last week, we talked for like two hours straight, literally about everything that happened the week before. Uh, Try to keep it shorter this time, but we did spend most of our time previewing last week's, uh, what was it, Monday night game? Yeah, the one we saw, Chiefs and Rams ended with a 51 to, 54 to 51 Rams took the victory there, and when we watched this game with a couple of our friends, it was like the best offense and the worst defense I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. But like we mentioned, and we called it, the Rams are going to win this game because they'll slightly take the advantage from their defense, and I forgot forgot his name, uh, defensive lineman Ebucom, got like two interceptions, had a... Uh, some insane. Didn't he have a forced fumble or something? Had a forced or a fumble. fumble recovery? I don't know. Yeah, it was. He had an amazing game, and like that's literally how they won, pretty much. And um, yeah, so that that was a pretty solid game. And what we were noticing is that there was leech. There was at least like ten lead changes throughout the game. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty insane. And uh, even though like both quarterbacks went off, but if you look at if you look at a uh, Patrick Mahomes. Young dude, it's his first year starting, like getting the starting job. He had like six touchdowns and like, I forgot. He threw three picks and like had two forced, no, no, two fumbles. Yeah. So he had like five turnovers. So that definitely changed it a bit. But um, what do you take away from this game? Is this a Super Bowl preview or was it kind of like big two teams going at it and then there's another team that could be in the mix later on? I mean, I think even advertised on TV, it was one of those where it says a possible Super Bowl game. Sadly, I feel like if it if it is, I, I just I don't know how you can top that game no matter what it is. So even no matter what the Super Bowl ends up being, I feel like it's just tough because that game might have been the best game of the season. I think so too, and uh, it, I'm glad I'm pretty glad we called that it was the Rams. But at the same time, I like the Saints. Because they're still, even to today, they're still putting up 30-plus, maybe 40 points. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to meet eventually. And one, and one of those teams is going to come out of the NFC and, you know, take that division. And um, and then you have the Chiefs, who, other than the two losses they have, which is, these are, this is one of them, and then the Patriots game, there's really not many negatives other than their defense. And it seems to me that, you know, I feel like they, they have a good chance of just taking that division without even trying because I'm not sure about how the Patriots are going to respond when if they get to them. I, I'm assuming that's going to be the ending of, you know, like, that's going to be the division title game. Yeah, is, is I mean, that. the the thing that's tough, though, is that every year the, the Chiefs will make it and somehow they lose, like, the first game they play. That's why I'm nervous because, like, that's the known thing Andy Reid does. But at the same time, you have a different quarterback. The last quarterback, Alex Smith, he can run an offense, but he's not going to sling it downfield. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes can sling it downfield, so he can probably like win a game. I, I, I honestly think just by that one simple change, they could do it. I think they can. If they can put 50 against the Rams, who last year improved a lot, and they put it they put mm-hmm. it together, and they're putting it even more together this year, and they held their own. It was both. It was the first time I think I saw this stat. First time both teams 
have scored 50 points in a single game. Yeah. And that, that to me is insane. And this is, uh, I think this is the top four games that was the highest scoring in NFL history. Yeah, it was the fourth or third, one of the two. I yeah. think so, yeah. So that was a pretty insane game. Hope to see more like that in the future. But we're coming off that week. We're into week 12. Um, the season's moving along pretty, pretty fast. I feel like we just started like two weeks ago. I know. And now we're headed towards the playoff hunt and everything like that. And uh, we're just coming off those Thanksgiving games. Uh, what did you think of all three of those games overall? And which one was the best game? Because I know as a Falcons fan, you weren't a fan of that primetime yeah. game. I mean, I, honestly, I watched probably till half. And then, I was, you know, it was closer than I thought. I thought we were from the back going to just get killed. Like the Saints were just going to go down. Kind of what happened last week with the Eagles. I thought that was going to be us. They were just going to go and keep going and keep going and keep going. And then it would have just been like, all right, like I've had enough of this. Um, I mean, I think the best game had to be the, uh, what was it? The, the bears, bears, lions, bears first, lions. first game of Thanksgiving. I, I think that was the best game just because it, it came down to the wire. Cause, uh, was it Fuller that got the, he got the game winning one game winning, like touchdown, uh, interception yeah. in the end zone. But Eddie Jackson got the pick six. Eddie Jackson. I talked about this in our group chat. And I said, literally within like 80 hours, because they, again, I, we mentioned they played on Sunday primetime. Yeah. Um, and then they had, three days later, less than that, they had to play on Thanksgiving on Thursday. And he had a pick on that primetime game. So I think in the span of that short time, I think that's the fastest like pick within two games yeah. in like in the entire NFL. And he had two that game? One that game? No, he had one. He had, he had the pick six. He had the one. Yeah. yeah. He had the pick six. So that was the one that... You know, it's pretty solid. And um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, I thought that game I would have really liked to watch if Mitch Trubisky played. Unfortunately, Chase Daniel played that game. Yeah, I mean, but surprisingly, I don't know how. I didn't. I he was didn't. hesitant for the Bears. I picked them to win. And then I, there were new, there was news that Trubisky wasn't playing. And I was like, uh, I might yeah, have I'm messed like, up. This game just might, like, you know, it's Thanksgiving, whatever. I'll leave it on, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to pay attention. And Chase Daniel actually ended up having a pretty solid game. I'll go over these stats here. So the Bears overall took the victory 23-16. to 16. Um, Matt Stafford kind of threw the game away a little bit, throwing those two picks at the end, yeah. um, especially against the quarterback Chase Daniel, who didn't throw a pass within like three years or something like that. <laughs> Came in, yeah. threw two, two touchdowns, good couple of yardage. I'll actually read the stat line here. So Chase Daniel was 27 for 37, 230 yards, passing two touchdowns, no interceptions. And um, you can't ask much more out of a yeah, backup on Thanksgiving. That's so. not a bad day, especially. I mean, you know, they might have they might have been planning for it. There was because Trubisky got injured the game before. So and they, again, they played three days ago. So yeah. I'm like, I honestly wasn't expecting him to play either. I mean, it's like that would suck if you just threw your second year quarterback into the, the fire like that. So yeah, and and to have such short notice and get the job done, those are good numbers, especially for a backup who had like three days to prep. That's yeah. that's impressive. Yeah, and uh, so we'll take a look at the rushing game here. Literally quiet. Um, I don't know what to think of this backfield. Um, I know Tariq Cohen's a stud, but he even had three carries and didn't even gain a yard. So that was that was tough. Or, or it's just like, actually, it's just kind of like a little bit of a dash there. Maybe they didn't calculate it because it said he had four. Like he said he had four point seven like yards per carry but i know he just had that one touchdown through the air so i don't know i'll just disregard that yeah jordan jordan howard had seven carries 13 yards i guess when he doesn't get going you're just not going to use him we'll take a look at the receiving game 
Uh, Taylor Gabriel, seven receptions, 49 yards, um, seven yards per catch. Terry Cohen had that one touchdown, like I mentioned before, seven receptions, 45 yards. If you literally just put this guy in the slot, I think he could win you some more games. Yeah, because he, he is he's a, literally a wide receiver. He's technically a running back, but he yeah, he's he's they use him more on like swing passes, routes, it's route just running. He's, he's shorter. He's but I think he could quick. beat you with his legs. So it's mm-hmm. like, that's like Taylor Gabriel. But like, yeah. he, that's weird how they're on the same team now. But anyway, but like, they're both kind of those short guys, but Taylor Gabriel's more of like a receiver type build, and Tariq Cohen is like a bulkier guy. But if you if yeah. you put him in like the slot, he's going to make some plays. He literally has the same stat line as Taylor Gabriel. So that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. And then you got Anthony Miller, uh, three receptions, 41 yards. Allen Robinson, two receptions, 37 yards. Trey Burton had an awful game, four receptions, 28 yards, but he fumbled. Mm-hmm. So that was rough, and he also didn't catch like wide open passes from what I saw. I think he was like wide open on a play. Literally, no one's around him. Got, threw it to him, and he it just slipped through his hands. And that's there's really no excuse for that. Especially he got a big contract from the Bears because they lost uh, Zach Miller, mm-hmm. and then uh, not much else going on there. Mostly it was a defensive bout, pretty much. Other than other than offense, I know he threw two touchdowns. None of it is much like really impressive. It's kind of like they needed to drive downfield. But defensively, like we mentioned before, Eddie Jackson had that one interception. The pick six kind of changed the pace of the game a little bit. It was kind of head-to-head the whole time. Yeah. But we'll take a look at the Lions, see where they went wrong here. You had Matt Stafford, 28 for 38, 236 yards. Almost literally the same stat line as Chase Daniel, except instead of the two touchdowns, he had the two picks, and that's where everything went wrong. Um, that's where they kind of lost the game there. And then LeGarrette Blunt went off. Yeah, what do you uh, have? Two or three touchdowns? He had nine. I think he, he may. I think he just had two. Hopefully, I don't know if he received one. No, he, he's good. All right. So he had 19 carries, 88 yards, 4.6 yards per carry, two touchdowns. And from what I saw, um, that stat line got him a $350,000 incentive that was in his contract. Wow. Yeah, because I think he had to reach a certain amount of yardage or a certain amount of touchdowns by midseason to get that. So that's a pretty good Thanksgiving, if you ask me. Two touchdowns and some cash and maybe some turkey yeah. later so that was pretty dope yeah. um kind of reminded me of <laughs> literally the Legarrette blood that was on the patriots like he's not going to give you 100 yards rushing but he's going to put in the volume so 88 yards and two touchdowns kind of sounds like a Legarrette blunt game yeah and then you have a uh, theo riddick two two carries 12 yards it was mostly the Legarrette blunt backfield for the most part let's take a look at receiving again golden tate is not on the lions anymore he's on the eagles so we're trying to find now it's time to figure out who is the number one receiver uh, in uh, Detroit? And I think Marvin Jones was inactive for this game, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Yeah, he was inactive. So in that meantime, they're tra- Detroit's trying to get the ball to Kenny Galladay's hands. He had five receptions, 90 yards. Um, Theo Riddick, he's basically a receiving back. He had seven receptions, 48 yards. Uh, Bruce Ellington, six receptions, 28 yards, and it gets kind of quiet from there. Again, a pretty quiet game, and it was the first start to the Thanksgiving games. Um, so good win by the Bears, and they're ahead in that division. So uh, do you think they're going to take that division from what it's looking like, especially from the games last night that uh, we're going to yeah. go over later too? I mean, I think basing it on last night's game, th- that that division I would say be scared of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you know, the Vikings have a good team. But they're, I feel like they're too inconsistent. They showed up last night and they played amazing. But then, you know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, they, they're playing like average. It's just like what you, it, it doesn't, you don't know what Vikings team is going to show up. So I feel yeah. like it's, it's kind of, you know, they have, uh, what's his name? Uh, 
Kurt Cousins. Kurt Cousins. He's not bad, but I, I feel like when you when you have Aaron Rodgers, for example, the team rallies around that, whereas Kurt Cousins, he got the big payday, but I just feel like it's not clicking yet. He's not that he's not looked at as a threat compared to Aaron Rodgers. And we mentioned this last week. It's all guaranteed money, so he's gotta do some work at least if you're paying him all that. So uh, anyway, we'll move on to this. We'll talk about that game more later, but we'll talk about uh, Skins Cowboys second game on Thanksgiving. Final score thirty-one to twenty-three. Um, Redskins lose. Cowboys take the victory. They move on to six and five. Both teams are tied. They're both tied for first place. Um, Eagles are in the hunt from last yesterday's game uh, against the Giants. Giants had a kind of a chance to be a, you know fight for third at least, and that's kind of gone now. But anyway. Uh, this was pretty much the Amari Cooper show from what I saw. Yes, they um, are. Uh, they're really, they got their uh, money's worth with him. 30 so fantasy points. 30. Yeah, because he had like, uh, what, 180 yards and two touchdowns or yeah, something um, like that? Uh, yeah. That's insane. That's like that's like Randy Moss Thanksgiving. I know. That was insane. Him or like Megatron. Like, yeah. Jeez. All right, so we'll see. Uh, Colt McCoy filling in for the injured Alex Smith. He's done for the season. And they also signed Mark Sanchez to back up. And coincidentally, they signed him the week before Thanksgiving, um, which was like ten, like a couple years anniversary from the butt fumble. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was pretty funny. And um, let's see here. So Colt McCoy, um, I feel like he's been waiting for an opportunity to show up. And when he filled in last week, I'm like, all right, he showed flashes because uh, people forget when he was in college, he could run. Like he would use his legs a lot. And he did that as soon as he got into the game. He just used his legs. Yeah. And um but here he had to throw a little bit more because um, it is a division game. It's a must-win game. Uh, they came short. 24 for 38, 268 yards to the air, two touchdowns, three picks. Um, sounds about right to me. Uh, but, yeah, Adrian Peterson, 12 carries, 35 yards. Um, pretty quiet game by him. If you don't get him moving, then that offense isn't going to get moving. Because if you look at all their victories, um, Adrian Peterson was mostly the highlight of those games. Yeah, so, if, um, if he doesn't get – like you know 75 80 rushing yards and at they're, least like a touchdown on they're the not winning yeah no i don't I don't think so either and it, it's honestly really impressive what adrian peterson's doing at his age again he's only like 33 34 but that's old yeah. in the standards of running backs because you mm-hmm. got a guy like saquon barkley on the giants who is either just turned 21 or he's 20 is some, he really yeah, like i think that. he's like 21 21 or something like that somewhere so take there. those ages 10 years apart and they're constantly getting hit year in and year out and he's putting up, like, insane numbers. Obviously, this game, he was quiet, like we mentioned before. But it's pretty impressive. Um, real quick, uh, before I move on to more stats, what do you think Darius Geis' impact will be next year when he's back in shape to play? Because well, he showed flashes in the preseason, like he would break mm-hmm. out for, like, a 20-yard run. But, again, you tear your ACL, and it's kind of a hard injury to come back from. And he literally never played a game in the NFL yet. So what does that say about their backfield? Do you keep Adrian Peterson – do you use Samaj P. Ryan, who wasn't that well, wasn't that good last year? Chris Thompson's inactive at least like five games out of the year. What is what is that situation? I mean, personally, I would sign, I would keep AP because I'm not saying Geis is going to have a bad season, but I, I think it's just going to take time. He's not going to instantly come back and just take off. Yeah, I, I feel like that's just not going to happen. So I think having that veteran leadership to kind of build him back up and kind of, you know, Oh, like teach them the ropes. Like, all right, this is, uh, I've been in the league, whatever, 10, 12 years. This is how it's going to be. Like, you know, given that veteran leadership, I feel like it, it can only help. Even if guys comes back healthy, 100% percent 
tearing up the field, it's always good to have someone help like mentoring you throughout your process. Yeah, you look at the Dalvin Cook situation from last year. He also tore his ACL, um, but at least he played like five, six, seven games maybe. I don't know yeah. what game he went out by. But he tore his ACL, but he played NFL games. So his comeback isn't good yet. He's kind of been on and off, and he's been out every other kind of game. Um, he had a pretty good game last night, but yeah. it wasn't anything spectacular by any means. But you take a look at a running back that played a snap in the preseason, but obviously it's different when you're versing the ones during mm-hmm. the actual year. So, again, you're coming back from this injury. You're trying to recover, and then you're going to go out there and run and try to be the number one running back because, again, he was drafted in the second round. So he was, looking, he was pretty much looking forward to being that guy. He was going to open up the running game for him. And now you just – I feel like next year – I think they are going to keep AP. I don't know what they signed him to. I actually have no idea what his, his contract is. But I definitely know that they're probably going to keep him, use him first, mix in Geis a little bit and some of the downs. But um, it's going to be a hard road to come back from, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that division, they have uh, – off the top of my head, they have three young, very talented running backs. They got Zeke, Barkley, and then Geis when he comes back. Yeah, that's a – pretty big thing and the eagles may not even have they may even draft a running back yeah because it's because it's a contract year for a jai he's coming off an acl injury maybe they don't need him mm-hmm. they got Corey clement he's more of a passing down back if you need him to run he's not going to be spectacular but he'll do something and then you got josh adams who is a fumble risk every time he's out there and then you have wendell smallwood who's kind of that third change of pace back and then sproles is going to retire after this year it's his last year and he also hasn't played it down yet yeah. so it looks to me that that whole well they may even draft one in the first round well what are they in need of right now their defense isn't isn't looking too great yeah but they're in the same boat as the falcons they, i think so too. they got a lot of injuries yeah, and, and it's a lot of secondary too i think so too and yeah and a lot of those defensive players are in contract years also who knows i think them run that division for running backs next year if all works out the way we're thinking it's going to be that's going to be very dangerous and um anyway move on to the receiving for the Redskins, Jordan Reed, six receptions, 75 yards, and average 12.5 yards per reception. I think this was uh, was coming because because the last game where Alex Smith got hurt, Colt McCoy immediately went for his tight end, Jordan Reed, the whole time. So we were kind of expecting like a six, seven reception type game um, where, where things definitely changed and kind of changed the pace of the game was towards the end where it was a helmet-to-helmet hit on Jordan Reed. And it was not called. He was furious about it. And in my opinion, from what I saw on Twitter from a bunch of people, um, it was kind of split in half. Some people said, oh, he should be mad. This guy's had concussions year in and year out. You're, he's actually fully healthy this year, not injured yet. Luckily, he wasn't injured from that play. And to me, I think he has every right to be mad. I think that should have been called. It's a rule in the NFL that they try to enforce each and every year. And, it's, and, you know, that's what costs people games. And now you're not even going to call it on that play. If you look at the replay, clearly hit him in the head. Like, yeah. clearly helmet to helmet. And I saw the other half of Twitter was saying, how like, oh, this is football. Of course you're not going to call that flag. So what do you think about that situation? Was that supposed to be a flag? And do you think the Redskins could have pulled out with a victory? Because, again, they were close to the – they were in the red zone at that point. Honestly, you know, it, it goes back to what the rules are. Currently – that's a flag in my opinion you know three four five years ago that might have been let go yeah but currently that should have been a flag there have been things that have been not as physical not as direct of a hit and they've been called yeah like opinions aside that is an nfl rule you got to call mm-hmm. it that yeah. costs people games 
this division is now it's been in shambles but like now it's really open to anyone yeah and it uh, right and uh you know again that is an important game and um clearly helmet to helmet it wasn't like a little skit on the face it was like it pushed his neck back and could have given him a concussion but anyway they didn't call the flag and um cowboys took the victory there and then you got vernon davis other tight end big tight end game here i guess that's what you know newer quarterbacks who haven't played in a while just immediately go to their tight end closest to the line pass it to him get a few yards keep the offense moving and vernon davis had two receptions 73 yards one touchdown most of that came from the one reception that was downfield mm-hmm. um if you saw that um it was just a long throw by cole mccoy it was early in the game um is when things were getting a little heated up and uh he scored the touchdown and you got Josh Doxson, uh, six receptions, 66 yards. He's been quiet all year. Um, I think he was, what was he, a first, second-round guy? And he really Something hasn't like showed that, his, yeah. like, he sh- really sh- hasn't shown yet that he is that guy. But I mean, um, They've been waiting for it. He, they, he needs to break out. He That's... needs to. Uh, we've been saying that. I feel like I've been thinking that for three years, and if it hasn't happened now, if you've been in the league this long, then there's a big shot that there's no way of breaking out now. I know. I mean, they, they just, I feel like they – drafted him for that reason he needs to do it they don't really have they have the two tight ends that we mentioned he was a first round pick that's even worse pick it's 22nd pick in the 2016 so it's 2018 now yeah this is the second year second year yeah by the third year you kind of got to get moving a bit yeah but uh, it's not him to blame necessarily because they did go from kirk cousins to Alex Smith, who's out for the year now, to Colt McCoy. Yeah. I feel like he's not really in the best position to succeed yet. And if Alex Smith's still going to be there, um, it's going to look tough because he did sign a big contract with the Redskins. So well, I feel like yeah, I don't think he's going to break out anytime soon. Well, Doxon, he's a, he's a big guy. He's got height to him. So I he feel is. like he can be used as like a little slant route kind of guy, which is Alex Smith's specialty. Or he can be a big deep ball threat because he can he has the the height he can out jump people. You throw those jump balls, he's coming down with them. Or you know he, he's got speed too. I the, feel big, like he, the big concern with him was that they were throwing it to him in the end zone. He was jumping over people. He just can't catch it. Yeah, he would keep dropping it, and that would would just annoy everyone. And um, we'll look at their defense. Nothing too bad. Yeah, Jonathan Allen, five tackles, four assisted tackles, one sack. And then Josh Norman having a decent game. He had five tackles. Um, Swearinger's been solid. He had five tackles this game. I feel like he's been good all season mm-hmm. for their defense. Uh, Jerron Payne, three tackles. Haha Clinton Dix had three tackles. I feel like that's their defense. If anything, their defense is looking up from here. Because, again, they got Ryan Kerrigan, Haha Clinton Dix, who came over from her fourth round. That's highway robbery. And um, you got Swearinger, who's been good all season, and Josh Norman. They, if, they got, uh, what's his name, Ionitis too, as a pass rusher. I yeah. think he's new or relatively new. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Uh, I see him here. He had one tackle. He was relatively quiet. Yeah. Um, if you are the Redskins and you get into the draft, and it's looking like they're going to be in one of the middle picks from what it's looking like, because, again, they could win the division. They could be lower. Do you go to an offensive position or do you go to a – defensive position and try to go the Jacksonville Jaguars route, build your defense, get free agents, and then just kind of hold up with what you have in your offense. I think they need to go offense. They The haha Clinton Dix move clearly was to, you know... Compensate for compensate, their bad offense. Exactly, yeah, yeah. compensate. So I feel like that was kind of their 
draft in a way. They were like, all right, we're going to pull someone in. That's what their draft need was. They crossed that off. And the Jaguars, they they did that for so long, and now you see where, where that route has taken them. Oh, yeah. So They I, literally have the same record as the Giants. Put that into perspective from last year where they were one game away from making it to the Super Bowl against exactly. the Patriots. It's, I feel like that, that only works temporarily. It was a temporary fix, and I feel like the – the Redskins, they need to get if they're if Doxson's not going to be that guy, they got to get another big guy and compliment Doxson. So that way, Doxson's not the number one. And then you have maybe Vernon Davis, Jordan Reed, Doxson, and then someone else, including Geis. That would be a pretty solid offense yeah. as long as Alex Smith is back. I I think you know that. I don't think there was work. ligament damage. I think it was it was a bad injury because it's his, it was his tibia and fibula. Yeah. And you literally can't walk without any of those. Like, yeah. like think about it. You know, you know how hard it is to tear your tibia, because like the most common injury in football or any injury is your fibula because it's a tinier bone. Yeah. But you literally can't stand with with a broken tibia. Like that's yeah. your weight bearing bone and everything. Like you have to stand on it. Mm-hmm. But if it's just a bone, they can always repair it and he's good to go. Yeah, but it, it's still gonna take. It's gonna take some he, time. He may not. He may not be there for the beginning of next season. But I that that's a short term thing. They'll know by the offseason how his progress is, and uh, if they have to worry about it, I'd say maybe draft a quarterback, but I, I'd say wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So like you mentioned before, it's a different league now, and that's so weird how a year apart everything can change. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think football is one of the better sports around because last year it was the year of the defenses. You had the Rams going off. They didn't, they didn't even have the weapons they do now, and they're just as bad. So I feel that was the same thing that happened uh, with other sports. You know how, like, you build, like, a super team? And I'm not talking about, like, the Golden State Warriors or anything. But you know when you, like, get a team and you sign, like, a big free agent and you already have good players and they just don't click right away? I feel like that's what's going on with the Rams. And that's not what's going on with the Jaguars. I feel like this league now, you look at it, if you don't have a top-rated offense – who can put up 30 points a game, you're not going to win games with just just by giving it to Leonard Fournette and then having Blake Bortles screen pass every like other play. Well, you're not yeah. going to win games that way anymore. I mean, yeah, and, and they it shows because they benched Bortles for next game. I don't know if you saw that. They benched I him. didn't. Yeah, Who's they, their backup now? Um, Henny's not there. He's with Kansas City. Oh, Kessler. Kessler, yes. It's, it's Kessler. But last time Kessler played story. and they benched Blake Bortles, that didn't turn out too well. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's what well, happens now. And they, I feel like they they're also they also lost um Leonard Fournette for most of the season. So that just goes to show you you can't get that. They have no one number one wide receiver. Yeah. Um, I think Austin's Ferry Jenkins is on IR. Um, Moncrief, I don't even know if he's healthy. Um, Marquise Lee tore his ACL. Keelan Cole is okay, but won't do spectacular he's things had for flashes you. Flashes. He said, yeah, talent, and then it's quiet. But there is no number one. You just have depth. But there is no number one guy. No, there's definitely not a number one guy. And, I mean, they built up that defense enough. I feel like they they really need to start bringing in talent for offense, free agency-wise. I feel like the draft isn't going to be enough. They got to go, go hard into the free agency and pull people in. I will be very upset if they don't go for a quarterback or trade-up or something like that. They, yeah, they, they kind of have to. I mean, if I was them... Do you rebuild or you keep the weapons you got and hope for the best in the draft? Because they literally were that close the year before. So are you just going to just like tear everything down? Because speaking of which, they just fired their offensive coordinator. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. 
I, I this league is changing so so fast. It's it's just one of those things. I I think I don't think the draft is going to be enough. I think they need to do more. Like free agency. Yeah, they they really need to pick something up. I feel like if I feel personally, I think if they're going to replace their quarterback, they pull a quarterback from free agency. They don't they don't die cuz I mean so you like know, a Derek Carr. What do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, they that that would be a good option. I mean, you know, John Gruden's just getting rid of people, so he he might take it for another decent pick. And Carr's coming out of he could get out of that contract. Like the, yeah, like the team can like be like, all right, see you later. Like yeah. this year, if it's not working out, him to Jacksonville doesn't seem too bad. But I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's not the answer either. So there it's, really isn't a lot tough. of answers for it's, them. Well, there's been the rumors that, I mean, you wouldn't like it, but that if Eli walks, that they think that Coughlin would reunite with him and they would bring they him They said that last year. I don't know, man. I honestly thought last year that Kirk Cousins was going to the Jacksonville because they were so close to making the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, if they got Kirk Cousins, they're making it. And then when he went to the Vikings, because they were close too, they were literally the same distance away as the Jaguars were. Yeah. And they're not even looking too hot. So it's it's a weird league. It's a weird league. It's changing rapidly. If you don't have a high scoring offense, you don't have much of a chance of winning anymore because you take the Chiefs, the Saints, and the Rams, who are literally the only teams with like one two losses. Yeah, they, most. Uh, they all well. The, the Chiefs now have two, but uh, Rams have one, I think, and, the and that was one. the big. Yeah, that was uh, the Saints game, and th- so their losses are coming from each other. Yeah. From high-powered offenses. Yeah. And, and you can see they're holding up without having a great defense. Yeah, because, I mean, last year the Saints, they had they had a pretty solid defense. It was kind of odd because Drew Brees is so used to having to fire down the field. He's, he's thrown 5,000 passing yards multiple times in his career. But the reason why they're dangerous now, the Saints, is because their defense is starting to put it together. Yeah, they, they definitely are, but I feel like they're still not as talented on defense as they were last year. I don't know what happened, but they were clicking really well last year. Yeah, and that's why, to me, as a league now, you look at this and say, if you have a young quarterback, you haven't paid him yet, hit the free agent market, build a big, build a good defense, and have like a couple like depth wide receivers that could score, have a good play caller. So all all these teams that we're talking about, the Rams, um, Chiefs, and Saints, Saints yeah. all have the best play callers in the league. So yeah. I don't know, and it's hard to get a good coach nowadays. But it um, is very hard because yeah. it's you don't wear like you pull them from college. College is a lot different than than the NFL. Yeah, it's a huge difference. Yeah, and so uh, so we'll move on here. Uh, speaking of Sean Payne, we'll talk about the Saints and the Falcons uh, primetime game on Thanksgiving. Game was kind of over at half, like you said. Um, again, the Saints were again they have one loss. Yeah. So looking at a team that can put up thirty points a game, and then you had you know the Falcons who are now four and seven. They were four and six. Um, it wasn't looking too great for them coming in either. But we'll look at Matt Ryan, uh, thirty-five for forty-seven. He threw almost fifty times this game. Three hundred seventy-seven yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Um, Yes, I feel like Matt Ryan's kind of been struggling ever since Kyle Shanahan left. I feel like he can't. It's a. It's like once in a blue moon. His MVP year, he threw three touchdowns at least every game. But now it's like once in a blue moon, he'll ever get past two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, but but that was how he was previous. He wasn't. He wasn't a standout. He wasn't bad. He was just you know, middle of the pack, maybe a little bit higher than the middle, like in between middle and the top, just maybe like you know a top twenty quarterback. Yeah. Top fifteen, top twenty. That's how he's been over his career. He had that MVP season. You had Kyle Shanahan calling all the plays, which really helped him out. They really clicked well. It was unfortunate to watch him go to San Francisco, but 
that I, I it was just, coming. He's a young guy. Yeah, it was. I knew he, it was. Yeah, coming. it was coming. But um, so speaking of Matt Ryan, also, um, what was I gonna say? Do you think the main reason why they're struggling is that Devontae Freeman isn't there to kind of change the pace and open up the run game? Do you think is that a big concern, or a team overall? Even if he was there, would the team still have? the type of record they have now and the struggles they still have now, would that still like be yeah. a, a thing there? I, I think maybe if he was there, they might have had maybe one extra win, one or two extra maybe. So you don't think his impact would have done anything else? I, I don't think so because the games that we have played well in, Coleman was doing great. Like He, he's a, he's, he could still catch, so it's not – we still have that, that catch that uh, – what is it? Out of the backfield receiving running back. He's not. He doesn't brace for contact. Freeman is the one that really hits, and he doesn't go down necessarily on the first hit. Where Coleman's more of like that tall, slim, speed guy. Yeah. So the the style of running has changed, but they're still running. Like the games that they're winning, they're still running. And then that that turns into play action passes, and then the defense is biting on the play action, which is getting our receivers open. So I, I feel like it, it might have had a little bit of an impact, but it's not like Coleman is doing terrible he's not doing great but he's not doing terrible the reason i say that is because literally both running backs combined did not have more than six yards rushing well yeah matt ryan had the most i think right he had 16 yeah (laughs) 16 yards on two carries yeah and tevin coleman had eight carries for six ito smith four for nothing yeah it was it was just one of those games where as you said matt ryan threw for 50 50 times, times. He, if you're down that much down, you, gotta, you, you can't yeah, you gotta throw you, you gotta can't throw. run so it's it's one of those games where they're not really gonna get as many looks that's like, the only reason i mention it because i know if, i know they were down when you're down you gotta throw but if like yeah. if, i figured if Devonte freeman was around who if that running game looked a bit different who knows it might have been like a maybe a 31 to 28 type game maybe. well the other issue is too is both of our guards are out we have andy lavitri and brandon fusco we just signed him. He, uh, both of them are have been on the IR for a couple of weeks. So that's uh, when it's on both sides. It's like you know, if if you're injured on the you got your right tackle, your right guard, you have issues on the right side. But if you have issues on both guard positions, it's, it's tough to run either way. Yeah, and so we'll move on to receiving here. We'll start off with Julio Jones, 11 receptions, 147 yards, and average 13.4 yards per catch. And I feel like. He in division games, he's always gonna have a solid game, regardless yeah. of who he's starting. If he's against the Panthers, if you're not starting him in fantasy, uh, you might as well just uh, quit your team overall because <laughs> that one year he put up like 300, 300 yards receiving, yeah. insane. Um, but anyway, uh, what what's bizarre about the receiving here is that you think about it without even noticing. If you think about this game and you think of the matchups. It's usually Julio against Marshawn Lattimore, their best guy. But it mm-hmm. was against Julio against Eli Apple. Yeah, it was and weird. Eli Apple was holding him for the most part. Yeah. Until he kind of gained these like garbage numbers at the end. Yeah. And then I, Julio also fumbled earlier in the game. He yeah he he got hit. I mean I I didn't even think of it at the time, but I was reading stuff. People were saying like it was a helmet to helmet hit. It should have been called or something. I wasn't really looking at it like yeah. that. He got hit in the air. Like, people were mad about it. I get it. But I personally wasn't even thinking about that when it happened. 
But I, I mean, it's I'm not upset. He doesn't. He rarely fumbles. But I'm as not, a as a matchup, is that bizarre to you in any way? I I mean, it's weird when you think about it. Like Eli um, Apple, who literally struggled in, with New York, left to go to the Saints. Was only been there for like two three weeks. Yeah, and he's going like up that. against one of the best receivers in the league. What I don't I, know what what to think about that. I found that weird at first, and then when you really let it sit, I didn't find it weird because since last year because Lattimore was a rookie last year every time that he's gone up with Julio so whatever just three games four games that it's been he he starts to to get panicky like he starts to hold he starts to grab and I feel like Eli Apple is more of like he's still young but he's more of that veteran presence to where it's like all right like and he's, all he's from, not gonna panic they're all from Ohio State right yeah so I feel like that chemistry there definitely helps him out a bit yeah I, I just I think that I think that Lattimore, he, I mean, I would imagine anyone would get nervous going against Julio Jones. Like he's not, he's not, it's nothing. He's also a guy who's done it before in a winning season and you decide not to put him on him. I think, I think Marshawn Lattimore was on Calvin Ridley. Yeah, but Ridley still had decent numbers. Yeah, he had eight receptions, 83 yards, Mm -hmm. no, 93 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, so it was, it was bizarre. It was just the, the two fumbles and then the pick, which really kind of took the Falcons out. The pick was on a. The line, defensive lineman tipped it, and then it got picked. And then the the one fumble, Julio was near the uh, near the uh, red zone at the end of the first half, and then Ridley was literally at the one yard line and lost it. Yeah, do you so. think Ridley is always going to have a solid game against the Saints moving forward? Because the last meeting against the Saints, oh wait, do they verse him again still, or did they already verse him once? No, we played them in Atlanta. Yeah, and so. he went. He got like three touchdowns that game or something. Yes, right? he did. He tied Odell's record. Yes. Yeah. So. Honestly, I, I feel like that's a division game where he's always going to know how to pick pickpocket that like. Well, yeah, like what what's tough is that every every division game that we play, you know, Julio is that guy that you look at. Julio's been around for 8 9 years. All the coaches that have been around like Ron Rivera, Sean Payton, they've been around for a while. The uh the Bucks coaches they've been on and off, but with uh the the Panthers and the Saints, they've been around as long as or very similar to the length of Julio's been around. So they kind of prepare for him. They kind of know what to expect. Whereas Ridley, not that he's overlooked, but he—you he, don't necessarily know what you're getting out of him. He's—he's he's still new. So it's—it's it, one of those things where you can't count out Julio, but you can't really count out Ridley. It's gonna be—it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. And um, speaking of that, so Sanu is slowly becoming that third guy, but he fits that third guy spot well. He had 74 yards receiving. Austin Hooper five receptions, 31 yards. Tevin Coleman reaches the end zone on one of his three receptions, um, and then it's kind of quiet from there. And one of the worst names I have ever seen is Logan Paulson. Oh, yeah. He's, he, <laughs> yeah I don't even know why we signed him. He's, I he's don't like a know. veteran. I, I don't, don't get know. It. Logan but. Paulson. <laughs> but uh, so a guy that's been going on for you is Campbell on the defense. Yeah, well, because he's stepping in for uh, Deion Jones. In, yeah. He, he, they came in together, so they they've been they had chemistry together. They've been playing together. That's all that they've known. So Campbell playing alongside Jones, they kind of learn from each other, and uh, I just feel like it's really been beneficial. And then even uh, Demonte Casey, he's been he leads the league in interceptions right now, and he's backed up for uh, Neil or Ricardo Allen. I don't remember which one, but him too, like. We're not playing great defense because of the injuries, but there are still bright spots, which is you just got to look for it when you're having a season. We are. You just got to look for little things. Yeah, and Vic Beasley, very quiet. Uh, One tackle this game. I feel like he is a big caliber caliber defensive guys. 
And I feel like when he you just need him to get moving. I feel like if the defense is not put together because of all these injuries, he's not going to be in the right spot to make those plays. But still, if you're on a, like a bad defense, the guy, your best guy is going to have to show out. So what do you think his issue is this year? Because last year he had a pretty solid year, but then uh, this year is kind of a bigger down year for him. I mean, they, they keep moving him around. So he came in. Yeah, they don't want to give him the defensive end position, yeah. but they they want to make him a linebacker. I don't get it. Yeah, like, they, make a decision or else this guy isn't going to give you anything. That's the thing. They, they He came in as a D-end. Then put him at linebacker. Then, then they put, put him, him back at the end. Yeah, had like a bunch of sacks, and yeah. then that was it. Yeah, they they don't they just it, it's kind of tough because they were saying with uh, Dan Quinn when he had um, I believe it was Bobby Wagner when he was in Seattle he had Bobby Wagner doing something very similar to what they're doing with Vic Beasley. I, I want to say it was Wagner. I'm not sure which linebacker it was. But let's say it was Wagner, and he was he he produced where he was a similar thing. They kind of had him at like a defensive end kind of position, and then they put him to this like outside linebacker where they used him blitz a lot, and he got to the quarterback. That's what they're trying to do with him. But I feel like it's it's a weakness on defense because if you know every time he's in, oh he's blitzing, you're just gonna throw to that side. Yeah. So it's it, they don't really I feel like they're not utilizing him. They don't really know what to do with him, and it, it sucks because he has talent and he was a high draft pick. So. Uh, True. Uh, maybe next year he'll uh, come back to his regular form. There. Hopefully, yeah. All right, but we'll take a look at the Saints' stat lines here. Uh, Drew Brees, 15 for 22, 171 yards, four touchdowns, one pick. He threw 15 times, had four touchdowns on all four, uh, four touchdowns in those 15 throws. Mm-hmm. That's insane to me. And you don't need, you don't even need him to throw 100. You don't even need him to throw over 200 yards to get four touchdowns. Yeah, that's just how weird and all. Sean Payne just has a weird de- like mind on that offense. He knows exactly how to play call it. And then uh, we'll take a look at their rushing. Alvin Kamara, fourteen carries, eighty nine yards. Um, and then Mark Ingram, eleven carries, fifty two yards. Very confusing backfield. Yeah. Um, as an owner of Mark Ingram, two weeks before this game, he had at least over twenty fantasy points both games. Mm-hmm. So. You look at it and you're like, Alvin Kamara is the better running back. But there's games where they just literally give the hot hand to Mark Ingram and then just let Alvin Kamara, he'll sneak in like a touchdown at the end of the game receiving. But um, who do you, I don't know, do you continue to split this backfield up or do you just give the keys to Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram will be a gadget guy? He's not going to be a gadget guy, but I mean it's, like you just uh, give him less carries maybe at the goal line. Yeah, it, it's tough because – Kamara again like going back to what my comment with the Falcons you got Kamara who's more of the speed back and then Ingram who's more of the power not going down on the first hit it's a good duo but I get I think it honestly just depends on the defense that they're playing that week if they're playing a defense where they have good defensive linemen Ingram's going to be a better pickup because they're going to get through they're going to penetrate through the line and then Ingram's going to be that guy that's going to bounce off and keep going Whereas if you have the defense where like their line is not their specialty, you could just give it a to Kamara, pitch it out to him the whole game, and he's just gonna get down the field. He's he's quick. Right, and uh, mind you, none of them had a touchdown rushing. Neither of them had a touchdown receiving. And what's strange about this game is all four touchdowns that belong to True Brees, none of them are names that burst out to you. Like they're all just yeah. like. I don't know. It's so strange. 
Michael Thomas, their main, their literally wide receiver one, did not had a quiet game, no touchdowns. Um, again, none of those running backs had any receiving touchdowns, and I'll tell you what, who they belong to. You got Darren Arnold, four receptions, forty-five yards, and a touchdown. I know you're like, who is that? Yeah. He's just a guy they picked up, and I think on the practice squad, and they just now use him for some reason. Then you got Tommy Lee Lewis, one reception, twenty-eight yards, a touchdown. Very odd. Then you got Austin Carr, one reception, 12 yards, a touchdown. So, mind you, these guys weren't even involved in the game that much. They're all getting, like, one reception each person. Yeah. And then you got Keith Kirkwood, one reception, five yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, I mean. The only very one, bizarre. The only very, one I've very bizarre. Really heard of was Tommy Lee Lewis. I heard of him. He played, I think, the week before, I think, against uh, the Eagles. He had a good game. But um, before that, I'd never heard of him. I think he's a rookie or he's new. Something like that. We put up 31 points with, like, fourth string I know. position players. I know. it's That's very strange. I feel like Sean Payne just, like, doesn't care. I feel like it just goes with the play call. Well, if you don't need your main guys, you don't need them, I guess. Well, what was it? Was it Carr and Arnold? Are they both tight ends? One of them was tight. One I know Arnold's a tight end. Arnold is – what is Carr? Yeah, well, Carr is a tight end also. Yeah. He's the fourth string tight end on that team. Yeah, I know, like, with with our defense, they – with our safeties and our main middle linebacker out, they're going to be getting tight ends good looks the whole game. They're going to be running down the field wide open. It's just going to happen. They're going to be mismatches. So, that doesn't surprise me. Even though they are no names, I'm not surprised the tight ends did yeah, that. So, what scares me on this defense here, Eli Apple led the team in tackles. So that just goes to show you, I don't know if his change of scenery in the Giants was means that the Giants are just a bad place to be for a young person, or him leaving was best for him. I'm really not too sure. It's, I, I mean, it's tough because going to Sean Payton, he's he's like one of the best coaches in the league right now. And Pat Shermer is first new. year head coach. He's new, so it's it's kind of those things where I guess when you've been doing it long enough, you pinpoint strengths, weaknesses, and you know exactly what to do. Whereas Pat Shermer, he was an offensive coordinator before. He just kind of was specializing in that. He's still new to the whole head coaching job as in general. Right. So I, I feel like Sean Payton's background kind of like a little bit of that, and then I think Eli Apple had talent. I think. It was a first-round pick, so obviously. Yeah, he had talent. It was just – there were just issues in general. Like, I feel like this year the defense was just given up at certain times. Uh, I think it was just – I, I think, think he, he needed to get out of there. Yeah. I think. All right. So, uh, we'll finish up with that game. That'll finish up the Thanksgiving slate there. And then we move on to Sunday. First game I want to talk about just because there was a lot of drama here, and it's one of the more higher-scoring games this uh, week was the Browns and the Bengals. Oh, yeah. Um, 35 to 20. Browns took the victory. And uh, they're now in the hunt for a wild card spot. Yeah. Think about that for a second. The Browns had won one game over the past three years prior to this game. Or something like that. Yeah, they won like one or two. They were 0-16 and then 1-15. Yeah. So, and now they have four wins, six losses, one tie, which if Baker was playing that game and starting they they could be like a five and six team yeah six and five team that is insane and so uh we'll start off here um again mind you uh baker is now is now dealing with 
a new interim head coach who was their defensive coordinator who's calling the plays and along with uh, their running back coach, all, their offensive interim offensive coordinator now calling plays as well. And he had an insane game. 19 completions, 26 attempts, 258 yards through the air, four touchdowns, no picks. Mm. I feel like there's nothing much else you could ask for a number one pick in that draft. 35 points. Um, if you asked me last year if the Browns would – honestly, I called that they would win at least four games. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I would have never said that they would have scored thirty-five points on a Bengals team that yeah, is already kind of you know they're okay. And and the Bengals are doing Bengals things. They started off the the year like weren't they undefeated like three and zero or something? I think, yeah, yeah. They were like three and zero because they were unleashing Andy Dalton every single game. And then uh, now they're like five and six or whatever it is. Let's see, yeah, five and six. Now they're five and six. So that's a typical Bengals thing. I mean. I guess if you're a Bengals fan, you'd rather it now than in the playoffs when they, just like the Chiefs, they lose right away. So, I don't know. But yeah. And uh, if a running back coach is your offensive coordinator, you're always going to expect your running back to put up a game. And Nick Chubb has been doing that the past three games ever yeah. since the coaching change. 28 carries, 84 yards, uh, three yards per carry, and a touchdown. Um, you could obviously tell he's the workhorse back there. And when you have a one-two punch – Literally, in Baker Mayfield and Nick Chubb, first-round pick and their first sec- second-round pick, it's going to look good from there. And I think their offensive line isn't too bad. I feel like Baker's going to make a play if they were if they weren't that good. But um, that's a pretty solid duo there. And then we'll take a look at receiving. Uh, David Njoku, five receptions, 63 yards, and a touchdown. And that touchdown was barely a touchdown. He literally jumped through he the did. air <laughs> on the five-yard line, and he was caught, brought back down. His running – his – uh offensive lineman came from behind and they pushed and him pushed him yeah. five yards into the end zone yeah that was insane that was nice that, that shows they got heart they're they're fighting they were fighting for this they wanted it and uh you got antonio callaway also a rookie fourth third round pick i think mm-hmm. uh four receptions fit 62 yards and a touchdown nick chubb also reached in the end zone as a receiver three that was re- a- that was a crazy catch. He had like a behind the back yeah. catch on another. Like he mossed someone. He mossed someone. He yeah, mossed it was, it was someone. insane. As a running back. That that was. He's I, not even a wide receiver. When I saw that, I was in awe. I was like, oh my god, he just made that catch. Like, yeah. then you got Nick Chubb. Yeah, Nick Chubb three three receptions, forty four yards again, making the end zone. And then Jarvis Landry has been having a quiet couple weeks. And against I again, I think it's the change in coaching, and now you got a you got coaches who who is a defensive mind. They're their head coach. And their offensive coordinator just likes to use their running backs. He knows exactly how to use them, which is why yeah. Nick Chubb is having these awesome games. But I feel like, I feel like the best thing to happen to Nick Chubb was getting rid of Carlos Hyde. Yeah, I feel like that was an awkward signing to begin with. Yeah, just because was, you draft you draft a kid who was solid in college, and now you got to have him go behind what's his name, uh, Carlos Hyde. And one of the one of the games he had this year, he had two touchdowns on three carries. Yeah. That was insane. Like, of course yeah. that's going to be your guy. Just, like, unleash him. Yeah. Yeah, and then you got Rashad Higgins. Rashad Higgins. One reception, 24 yards. Uh, Duke Johnson, one reception, 23 yards. And uh, it's pretty much quiet from there. And then you got Darren Fells, one reception, six yards. Um, reaching the end zone and the red zone. And uh, their defense did pretty solid. Joe Schobert was the only Brown to make the Pro Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty solid guy there, and then uh, 
Jabril, four tackles. And so yeah, I really want to see him break out. He's a Jersey guy. We're yeah. from Jersey. I'm waiting for him to just unleash, get like most picks in the season. Again, he was a first-round pick also. Uh, and then you got Damaris Randall getting a pick. And what I wanted to get to was that on that interception, um, <laughs> after Hugh Jackson was fired from the Browns, he was quickly hired by the Bengals like a week later because he's friends with Marvin Lewis. Marvin he used to coach Lu- there, yeah. Marvin Lewis, he was also a coach there. And um, if you look at his name title, and it's, this is kind of embarrassing, I looked it up. He doesn't have a specific job. Like his job title is special assistant to the head coach. And what does that remind you of? I remind you of the office. Of uh, the office. <laughs> assistant to the regional manager. Yeah. That's literally his position, his, his yeah. job on that team. So that just means Marvin Lewis is like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll put you on the sideline. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, but there were there were rumors that they were going to fire their offensive coordinator at the end of this year, and he was going to take over because he was their offensive coordinator before he went to the Browns. Yeah, and that that year that they went crazy. And there's rumors Hugh Jackson might even take Marvin Lewis's job. Yeah, that to that would head be, coach. That'd be ironic. And he has to verse the Browns twice a year. Yeah, I know Baker Mayfield wasn't too happy about that. Yeah, I was going to get to that in a second. So at the end of the game. Uh, Baker Mayfield was asked, well, actually at the end of the game, uh, there was a video of Hugh Jackson trying to go up to Baker Mayfield just to kind of congratulate him or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, he tried going in for like the handshake hug. And then Baker Mayfield was like, nah, like you're going to, you're going to stay arm distance away. And they kind of just moved on. And so when asked about that in the press conference, Baker Mayfield was like, well, I didn't really want to talk to him. Um, If you, you, he's a guy who asked us to play for him all season long and as soon as he left he had to go straight to he went straight to a team that he has to play twice a year and i think that is probably the worst response to ever give in that scenario because again if you get fired and you get offered a coaching job like a week later of course you're going to take that job especially with the circumstances he was in he's not he was he was not doing uh, well yeah and i i literally i don't think any other team in the league was like yo we need hugh jackson on this team no, so when a team is looking at you and they're like, all right, we'll take you as an s- assistant to the regional manager. Yeah, and he'll, he's obviously going to say yes. So I, I don't think Baker – I think Baker's like really young and he kind of has like – I don't think he has a grasp. He, as, he doesn't fully understand it. He yet. didn't quit the team and go to the Bengals. He got fired oh, and went to the Bengals. Speaking of that, I just got Andy Dalton's on the IR. Oh, boy. He Who's suffered the, a thumb injury. I just, just came in. Who was their backup? They don't have Adrian McCarron uh, They anymore. have team picks up. They pick up Tom Savage off of waivers. Oh, up. boy. Yeah, so oh, that, that my was goodness. perfect timing for that to come in. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I, I don't I don't think Baker has a grasp as to what as to what job, how jobs work because I don't think he's ever had to work a day in his life until he reached the NFL. Well, he's an interesting one because – from the draft, everyone was like, you know, Sam Darnold was it? Josh Rosen was he the other one? And and then honestly, uh, I think he was supposed to be the first first pick yeah, overall. I, I think, if you really look at it, he's a Heisman yeah, winner. People were just like, Dude oh, was slinging he's, it. He's a jerk. He he's cocky. Well, but like, come on. I, I understand you don't want that, but you can't take talent away from him. No. He has talent. Just because you can work with with the attitude. I mean, you know, the Giants have had issues with Odell. The Panthers would have have had issues with Cam Newton. Like, you you can talk that down. You can get that fixed. You can't make someone talented if they're if they're not. It's just you can't. Yeah. It doesn't work the other way around. And I think it was foolish for other teams to just for him to drop his whole stock to drop just on whatever that game was where he he like held his crotch and started yelling against at people. Kansas. Yeah, they I, didn't want they didn't want to shake his hand. 
it was just I, – I think, personally, I was saying from the start, Baker Mayfield, the best quarterback in the class. Even though people didn't want him for his character, I, I think they made a good decision. I think so, too. And uh, he's their guy of the future. And um, let's take a look at uh, the receiving here. For uh, Did Andy Dalton come out of this game? Yeah, he got, because he injured, got injured like halfway through. Okay, because I was going to say, their backup, Jeff Driscoll. Ugh. <laughs> who yeah that doesn't even sound but like a, a quarterback like, in the nfl he had 17 completions 29 uh, on 29 attempts 155 yards and a touchdown and um, he's not even going to start the next game because they just picked up tom savage uh, Andy dalton before he got injured 10 carry 10 no 10 completions 17 attempts 100 yards touchdown and a pick and of course, that one pick got handed right to Hugh Jackson. Right to Hugh. Here, right thank to you. Hugh. <laughs> and some people don't know if that was like out of a respect thing, or if it was like a completely disrespectful, like, yeah, here you go, I coach. Mean, Hugh kind of just tapped him on the back as he walked but away. But what's Hugh gonna long. do? He's not gonna yeah. push him. Yeah, he's. That's also yeah. that's why Hugh shook Baker Mayfield's hand at the end. He's not. He's not that guy that's gonna be rude to you. Yeah, I feel like Hugh Jackson's just like he's just like a, like a happy guy. But what are you gonna do? You're versing <laughs> your old team. Are you are you gonna make headlines because you're a jerk, or are you just gonna shake hands and move on? That's what he did. I mean, and, and it, maybe not now with Andy Dalton now, but I was gonna say at the end of the day, I mean, he he probably benefited more because he's not gonna be a head coach now. He's not gonna constantly be under the pressure of is he gonna get fired? Is he gonna get fired? Is he gonna get fired? Like he. He's now moved on. I feel like he the head coaching thing wasn't necessarily for him because, as you can see, they had talent. They're doing well I'm now. I'm surprised they kept him after the 1-15 season. Yeah, I thought I thought he was going to be and out. And then kept him after the 0-16 oh, season. They kept him again. They went 1-15, then 0-16. Oh, and at that point, I was I was shocked he was still there because there were coaches getting fired, and they were like, you know, well, whatever, like 7-9, and nine, and they're getting fired. And they, so got like, a well, new, they got a new GM, so I yeah. guess he was just like, I guess we'll give you one more shot. Didn't work yeah. out. Uh, rushing. Uh, let's take a look at rushing here. Joe Mixon, 14 carries, 89 yards. Um, receiving. Tyler Boyd had a game. Not sure what this means for his future, considering Andy. This is one of Andy Dalton's best weapons, especially with AJ Green inactive for this game. Seven receptions, 85 yards, um, and a touchdown. Joe Mixon, seven receptions, 66 yards. Uh, their tight end Ozuma, Ozoma, something. Six, yeah. six receptions, 39 yards. John Ross, three receptions, 31 yards, and a touchdown. I'm still waiting for him to break out. They, he was a first-round pick. Yeah. He's the fastest. He's a speed guy. But um, most of his games are like one reception, 10 yards, a touchdown. Three receptions, yeah, 30 I, yards, and a touchdown. I feel like they need to do something similar But he's with looking at happened. Tyler Boyd every single throw. I f- yeah, I feel like what the, what the Bengals need to do is something like what the Chiefs did with uh, Patrick Mahomes, where now he launches it and slings it to Tyreek. I feel like they need something like that. Because John Ross has incredible speed. He can outrun probably any D back in the league, and they're not chucking it down. He tore field. his ACL and still has the fastest forty time. Exactly, of all time. Like he 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 can be utilized, especially putting him in a slot. Like if you had Boyd and AJ Green when AJ Green gets back, and you had John Ross running in a slot, Did, was, forget it. Was John Ross in the slot or is Tyler Boyd the slot? I honestly I don't I know. don't know either. I don't I watch no that idea. team enough, but. Yeah, I don't either. I, I just feel like I, you haven't heard, like, when you think of Tyreek Hill, you think of these, like, 75-yard bombs. That's what you think of. And you should think the same thing with John Ross, and he gets 10 yards a game. It just doesn't yeah. make sense to me. He's not – the red zone threat should be Boyd or A.J. Green, these little dump-offs. It should not be John Ross. John Ross should not be in there for that. John Ross should be in on those, like, you know, 
second or third and ones, play action, launch it downfield. That's what he should be used This for. team has always been bizarre, and it's been only a matter of time before the Browns caught out to him, and then now it's happening. Yeah, and it, they might beat them out, with, especially without Dalton for the rest of the season. What are they, a game behind them? So they, they can yeah. – the Browns are a game behind. They can easily go past them, and then – what are the, the Ravens aren't that much further either, right? They're, they're well, they actually just won. So I'll actually get to that game since we're speaking of the, their division as well. Um, hold on, I'm kind of missing it. Oh, nope. Where is it at? Oh, they versus the Raiders. And um, Joe Flacco's out. So that means it's oh, yeah, Lamar Jackson. Jackson show. And that means every single uh, quarterback who was drafted in that first round has made their starts. Yeah. Um, so we'll take a look at uh, the Raiders and the Ravens. Uh, Ravens take the win, thirty-four to seventeen. Uh, Raiders move to two and nine. Uh, Ravens to six and five. And we'll take a look at the Ravens' offensive stat lines here. You got Lamar Jackson only completed fourteen times, threw a touchdown, two picks, one hundred seventy-eight yards. I was you were kind of expecting it. Um, I guess they wanted to throw a little more this game. Didn't work out. But, again, this is only a second start. And the first start, you literally had him run 27 times. So you're not going to do it again. And from what I heard, I think on ESPN, oh, what's his name? Michael Vick said, that is not good for your career if you're running it 27 times. And he would even say over the course of a couple games, he would only run 15 times at most. Well, it, it, And you run 27 in a game. Well, minus, I mean, obviously, then your offense isn't, it's expected what's going to happen. Mine is that factor. If you're running 27 times a game and you're a quarterback, you're looked at as, you know, the, the you're basically a running back, the, the franchise quarterback. You're a quarterback. You're the star of the show. And if you're running 27 times, you're getting hit 27 times or close to getting hit 27 times. So you, you can, you hear, you know, you got Cam Newton who does the same thing. You had RG three who used to get injured that way. The, it's a tough thing to do. You running 27 times a game. I'd be worried about injury. You already got your starting quarterback out with an injury. You don't want your backup who is looked at as could be a franchise quarterback in the near future. You don't want him to have injury issues now, too. And they traded up for him. Exactly. So you had to give up something to get him. So you got to, might as well do your best to keep him. Um, he also rushed 11 times, 71 yards, and reached the end zone there, too. So he had one That's touchdown crazy. on each. Yeah. This guy's going to have a weird like, – I thought I saw the stat. He didn't reach it because he had 71 yards um, – rushing but because uh last uh last week he had 100 yards rushing and um if he got 100 yards rushing this game he would have been the first quarterback to have 100 rushing yards back to back since like 1950 so wow. he was 30 yards short to getting that i mean i feel like if they let him run and they didn't complain about i feel like it, early on i feel it. like early on they should let him run but at the same time he he was able to throw in college so you gotta give him beat last week because they beat the the Ravens this week. Who did they beat last week? Honestly, I'm not too sure. I could always double check. Because they, because I mean, obviously, you know, counting this week, they went against the Raiders. The uh, Raiders the were Bengals last week. I I thought it was a division game, but yeah, the Bengals were last week. All right, so these two games that they played, the Bengals aren't anything spectacular, and the the Raiders right now currently are far from it. So. Him being able to do that, it, I, I feel like it's not accurate what he can do because he did have two picks this game. And if you're playing against a competitive team, they're going to turn those And this points. is also a bad team with a bad defense. Yeah. We're talking the Raiders, John Gruden's Raiders. Exactly. And and it's, you know, he's going to learn, but throwing two picks now, those – Yeah, easily, throw them into the fire. Let them e throw a bit. Easily, what is it? What was it, 17-34? 
So that's if you think about it, if if they were yeah. t- if they got those two turnovers and they had turned touchdowns into those, I, I don't know if they did, they might have, but let's say that they didn't and then they capitalized on them. It's it's the one score game. Yeah, so and you had a big game here on the ground for both Lamar Jackson and his running back. Gus Edwards. Was uh, Alex yeah. Collins inactive for this game? Yes, or? he was. Okay, that's Last, why. Like right on uh, Sunday morning, they they pulled him. Yeah, twenty three carries, hundred and eighteen yards rushing. That is insane. Yeah, I mean, that's especially really good. especially since who even heard of him? Like it was he, he was li- he's literally like the third string back. Yeah, and then you have Ty Montgomery, who is actually he he did something. He did something. Yeah, <laughs> eight, 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 eight carries, fifty one yards. So yeah, that's pretty solid. And yeah. then uh, Buck Allen was pretty quiet this game. I expected him to get most of the work. I didn't think that was going to happen. But um, yeah. And who knew this? Leading the leading the team in receiving would be Mark Andrews. Who? Uh, one oh. reception, seventy four yards. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, very good, strange. Good for him. Yeah, I, and then I you had Hayden know. Hurst, their tight end. Was he a rookie? Yeah, he's a rookie. He's a rookie. That's what I yeah. thought. Okay. Three receptions, 25 yards. John Brown, one reception, 25 yards. Michael Crabtree, three receptions, 21 yards. Nick Boyle, their other tight end, two receptions, 19 yards. Um, Ty Montgomery, three receptions, 13 yards. And, again, you have Lamar Jackson running this much and throwing those two picks. Um, no one's really going to be involved in that uh, offense that much. So, it's very strange. I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like when they get Joe Flacco back, is he? how long is he done for? They they're going like week to week with him because it wasn't even guaranteed Lamar Jackson was going to start this week. He has a hip injury. That's what they're it's classified as a hip injury. So if it's hip, you're kind of done. Yeah, I mean, well, how hard it is to come back from a hip injury? Well, it also depends. I feel like it depends on what comes up next. So next week, if he's out again, and let's say. Because what is their record right now? Are they six and four? What are they? Five and five? What were they? Six and five? Six and five. Six and five. So if they're six and five, the Bengals. So they're in second right now. Are they technically in the playoffs? Are they right well, outside? What are, well, what are the Steelers right now after that uh, loss? After seven their and loss. three, seven and yeah, I think seven and three and one, something like that. Yeah, and then you have them who are six and five. Bengals. What did we mention they were? Uh, they're they're five. They're five and five, six. Five and six. Yeah. Five and six, and then you have them six and five. Yeah. Yes, it's. Uh, that's a tough call when Flacco was ready because even though they're two. Not great teams. He got the win, so you might want to keep that rolling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Keep the momentum going. I mean, Thirty-four to seventeen does say a little something there, but anyway, they they also had the special teams touchdown. Yeah, they true, got the punt return, so yeah. that that helped. All right, so you got uh, let's take with the Raiders stat lines here. You got Derek Carr, sixteen for thirty-four. Um, not too good. No, <laughs> not good at all. Especially throwing that much. Uh, hundred ninety-four yards. Didn't even reach two hundred yards passing. One touchdown, and that was to uh, what's his name? I totally forgot. Uh, Jared Cook, their mm. tight end. So you know, it's looking to me he's he's a little afraid to throw under John Gruden, and you know quarterbacks are afraid to throw when they're constantly throwing to their tight end. Yeah, that that's that's a rookie quarterback thing. That's rookie not a, quarterback that's not a thing, or a backup quarterback thing. Yeah. This guy is literally getting paid tons. Tons. He, 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 a lot, has, a lot he has like he's like the third highest paid quarterback in the league. Yeah, and then Third. And, and the two highest paid like just recently were became the highest paid. It wasn't like he he was at the top. So he was at the top like literally Very for recently. like a month or two span, and then yeah. it was Matt Stafford and now Jimmy Garoppolo, who isn't even playing right now. Yeah. So you I got don't know. you got Aaron Rodgers too, who got just got paid. Matt Ryan got paid last year. 
They, there's a lot. The, the quarterback market's getting getting interesting. I don't know. To me, I don't want to put complete blame on Derek Carr. I kind of want to. John Gruden just sucks. But anyway, uh, rushing Doug Martin, 11 carries, 51 yards, and a touchdown. That touchdown was almost called back, but it was good. Um, not much else on the ground. He's, there. He's pretty much their number one guy with Marshawn Lynch gone. Uh, Seth Roberts, two receptions, 54 yards. Not, literally no no receiver in this game had more than three receptions. No. Uh, Lee Smith, who? Uh, two receptions, 39 yards. Jared Cook, two receptions, 32 yards. He got the one touchdown. Doug, Doug Martin, three receptions, 21 yards. Everyone else is pretty quiet. So, um, you know, Raiders, good luck getting your third pick in the draft or first round pick first it's, first pick it's looking like they're going to get the first pick yeah it's, but, um, it's just tough because with gruden like we like i mentioned before with how you know two three years ago that call would have been called wouldn't have been called now it's getting called he was gone for what 10 years he was out of the league for like a significant amount of time and so he got I, signed to 100 million exactly so i feel like coming back now and trying to adjust into this league he's so used to the old ways and i feel like it's an adjustment period it's hard for it's hard to be playing because when he was coaching, it was it was football. It was not how it is now. So it was where it was defensive. Exactly. It was it was people were getting hit. That's why people get so mad at him because when it was defensive back then, you got rid of Khalil Mack. Yeah, that that was a big uh, that was a big like, in a uh, league where you rely on your offense. At least put some effort in on your defense, and he didn't do that. Yeah, unless uh, unless he... I'm so tired of him being on those sidelines. I, I just go back in the booth on Monday nights. Like I'd rather hear him do that. Yeah, I mean, unless there's some like multiple people he sees on in college right now that he really wants to add that he thinks are going to be standouts. He has but... three first round picks. I know. Three. It's uh, he and he's, look, and, he's look, and he's looking to get another one. Well, what? Well, they got two draft picks from Kalomac or three. Uh... They they might have. I don't know. They, they I think they is got, that excluding this year's this year's draft. I, I think they have two for next year and one for this year. I think. I thought they Something had two like this that? year or and then, then one next yeah, year. Yeah, then maybe it's like that. Yeah, I, I think I think he has three then. And then he has this year where they're losing, so he's gonna have a three top picks. And then wait, they got rid of uh, Cooper too. What did they get for that? Oh, he got a first for that. Yeah. Whoa! So he's he's gonna he's gonna be in some good uh this dude is a good boat. Stacked. He is, <laughs> but who knows who he's gonna draft? He yeah, could draft all busts, maybe. <laughs> he drafts like a, a center first round. Pick. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you don't need that. I got Especially it. every week he says we need a pass rush. Yeah. Wow. I, mean, I wonder where you where I, that went. <laughs> yeah, you would have had a pass rush, but yeah. oh, whatever. All right. But anyway, let's stir up some more drama here. Let's move on to the Bills and the Jags Ooh. division game. Bills take the victory. 24 to 21. Jacksonville moves to 3 and 8. The Bills have a better record, 4 and 7. Uh, if you were to tell me week 1 that the Jacksonville Jaguars were going to have a worse record than the Bills, I don't know. That's what's so funny about this league. You never know what's going to happen. And mind you, Jalen Ramsey was talking all this smack <laughs> before the season started. And most notably, he said Josh Allen was probably the worst pick in the draft. He's awful. He's trash. And he shouldn't even be – it's what, it's an awful pick. Yeah, he said he couldn't wait to play him. Oh, I remember. my gosh. And even during the game, did you see? Like, there was a he, Yeah, video. there's a video. He's pointing, he's pointing saying, trash. Everyone saying trash, trash. <laughs> but you it, you can't do that if you're losing. Like, I, <laughs> this guy needs to pick what, guy, what kind of guy he wants to be. 
I think it's honestly. I don't know. I, I don't know if he wants to be the trash talk guy or if he wants. To, I, don't, I don't know. What does I, he want to do? But people, he's talented. He he has talent. He is very talented. But they might let him go this offseason. But, but they, yeah, I mean, the team is is just having issues. He's very talented. But I heard a comment. I I thought it was funny. And people were saying he was like the like the broken down Josh Norman at the time when Josh Norman used to always talk and talk and talk, and. Uh, he would uh he I mean at least when the, he did it the Panthers went 15 and 1 and they and made it to the Super Bowl. Their one loss was in the Super Bowl. No, they they lost to the Falcons. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. They, yeah, how I'm not forgetting that one. <laughs> they I uh, thought they were done defeated going in. No, nah, they that was when Julio made that catch over the uh, yeah, Luke yeah. Keekley and uh, whoever the hell else. There wasn't yeah. it wasn't Norman, but but yeah, it was funny. And then and then the fight with Fournette and uh Lawson was it? Shaq oh Lawson? my gosh. <laughs> Leonard Fournette, he was like in a boxing ring. Yeah, and, and they, swinging they, at him. They were fighting all the way into the tunnel, and in the tunnel they were fighting still. It was, oh my it, gosh! It was crazy. Both were ejected. Oh yeah, it, as they were getting escorted, I don't know why they went in the exact same time in the same tunnel. Who thought that was a good idea? But they neither were still them, going at neither it. Neither of them have been suspended yet, so they're gonna lose Leonard Fournette again. So expect another loss. Yeah. But let's start going over stat lines here. Not a surprise. Blake Bortles only completed twelve passes. One touchdown in garbage time, less than 130 yards passing, and two picks. Good night. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, th- get a quarterback. Get a different quarterback. I don't know. Do, do something. Uh, this guy is awful. Awful. And me, me, Chris, and a couple friends, during that Ram- during that Rams-Chiefs game, where we were kind of just – I was giving them, like, guesses as to what year people – like, uh, like uh, draft years and what – what place everyone was being drafted. Blake Bortles was drafted third over Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald, and I forgot. I oh, forgot. Sam- someone else. I don't know. It I don't might know. have been Sammy Watkins. I don't, I don't know. know. It was someone. And it was like, why? <laughs> there was, was, wasn't a quarterback draft, and they needed no, one. No, and, and it was just as bad as the, whatever it was, the 2011 or draft, whatever, when Jake Locker was, like, number, like, three oh, or something. Oh, my God. It was, like, I the same the, thing. I hate thinking about bus. <laughs> Speaking of bus, I was actually actively reading under Marcus Russell yesterday, and it's so funny how the, apparently there was a rumor that came out that they would give Jamarcus Russell, because they weren't sure if he was watching film, they gave him <laughs> blank tapes to see if he was watching film. And apparently he was, and when he they got the tapes back, like, oh, what'd you think? He was like, yeah, yeah. He was like, like talking about blitz blitz packages and stuff. And yeah, he was like talking <laughs> about blitz. I'm like, you didn't watch the film. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was awful. I mean, that that's just like one of the worst, the biggest busts in NFL history. And Blake Bortles is well on his way. Um, let's see, he got four net before he got taken out. Had 18 carries, 95 yards, two touchdowns. This guy changes the game for you. Imagine if he stayed until the end of the game. You probably would have won by a couple points. <laughs> and the best thing is, is that, <laughs> going back to Bortles for a second, they showed a clip of him walking into the game. And he had, like, a hat on and just, like, a sweatshirt and sweats. He was walking. He looked like, like a dad. He didn't even look like an NFL quarterback. Like, I'm watching this guy, like, oh, man. like. <laughs> Honestly, if my quarterback, even... Even without thinking about it, Blake Bortles is an awful name. Yeah, Just it's, awful. But it's <laughs> where where did he even go to school? Do you remember? I don't. Was U- it UCF? UCF? UCF. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think it was UCF. Yeah, it was someone. Yeah. yeah. So the people were like, "Oh, he's a Florida quarterback. Why don't we yeah. just take him?" <laughs> oh my God! You guys could have picked, and literally anyone else, it would have panned out for you. I could have had Aaron Donald or Khalil. You don't have Mack. a number one? Oh, Sammy Watkins. 
Oh, yeah. you don't have pass rush yet? Well, you don't know. Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack. And, oh, my uh, gosh. It gets me frustrated. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the worst drafts of all time. You had to be. What was that, 20? Clowney was picked before Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald. What was that, 2014, 2015? Yes, 2014. 2014, yeah. Holy cow. How did they ma- almost make the Super Bowl? I have... No, because oh, their defense. Well, because you had Jalen Ramsey and AJ Boye. He's still good. He's he, quiet just because he's not talking, so he's not really in the spotlight as much as uh, what whatever as much as um, what's his name? Jalen Ramsey is because Jalen Ramsey talks. I, I think it gives him personality, but it just at this point it just looks funny because they're losing. So he's telling everyone that it's they awful. suck, and then they're losing. And you lose to the so. Bills. Who just got Josh Rosen back? But anyway, let's go over their stat lines again. Blake Bortles didn't throw for too many yards and not too many touchdowns, so they're not going to see much here. In garbage time, D.D. Westbrook had a touchdown in the end zone. Um, they were still down. They missed the onside kick, so it really didn't mean much of anything. Three receptions, forty-four yards. Uh, no, Moncrief is healthy, like you mentioned huh. before. One only one reception for twenty-nine yards, though. Hmm. Um. TJ Yeldon, two receptions, 17 yards. Leonard Fournette, three receptions, 13 yards. He's mostly just a running back. He's not much else other than that. Yeah. Pretty quiet other than that. But we'll take a look at the Bills. Uh, Josh Allen, <laughs> oh my God. Eight completions on 19 attempts. Garbage. 160 yards uh, passing. One touchdown. Huh. And that one touchdown was a long throw to what's his name? Yeah, Robert Foster. Two Ooh, receptions, 94 yards, and a that? touchdown. He's like a speed guy that they signed. Oh, uh, I don't even know. And that was like a 70-something yard touchdown That from what I saw. Oh, I did see it. I had no idea who that guy was. but Yeah, but Josh Allen, I guess he's just going to be one of those rushing quarterbacks because he's afraid to throw. Uh, 13 carries, 99 yards, almost 100 yards uh, rushing. Wow. And, and one touchdown. So he got to the end zone on his legs. Mind yeah. you, he single-handedly beat the Vikings just by running. Yeah, but what doesn't make sense to me is is they they got rid the Bills got rid of Tarod Taylor because he was he would run too much and he wasn't really producing in the pass game. And then they draft a guy and he's doing basically the same thing. I know. <laughs> the make Bills sense. can't win. They can't win. They have players retiring at halftime. Oh, that was great. Oh that my was- gosh. That was that was who was that again? Va- was it Vontae Davis? Is that, yes. is that who it was? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was. But you know what? Like that's at halftime. Props to him. I don't think I could ever do that. No, so. no. <laughs> and I like how he puts out a statement. And he's like, I think this is best for me. At <laughs> halftime, finish <laughs> the game. Right. I, I think it was. Yeah. I, I, there was like news that the coach didn't even know that. Like one, like no. the coach was asking for him, and, and he like one of his teammates was like, yeah, he he left. Like. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then. Uh, Shady McCoy, uh, this dude just needs to get out of Buffalo. Um, he, Seventeen carries, forty-six yards. He's been quiet all year. He, he that went is through killing the, his career. He went through the domestic charges, and then he's now he's going through not even getting the ball enough. Um, I don't know, man. The it's, Bills are uh, killing Bill, his Bill, career. Bill's honestly give me a headache, and it sucks that our friend Mark, if he wasn't a Giants fan, he said he would be a Bills fan. That's a why. Like I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't I, know. I, I don't know. If I had to think about a team that I I would like. Uh, if I wasn't a what would be Falcons yeah? If you were not a Falcons fan, fan, not even a little bit, who would you be a fan of? Uh, I mean, let's see. 
I'm trying to think off of players, like, because at that point I would just be like, oh, who I like. Um, I don't know. It's probably it, it'd be a tough one because I would. Uh, I mean, I like the Chiefs, but that would be like a bandwagon thing. Because I like I like Tyreek. He's on some of my yeah. fantasy teams, but. If I really had to pick one, a team that I I actually like the Browns to be honest, I do. I I always yeah. I always kind of like like them even before they I guess if I could say they got good before they got good, I I I like them. I mean they 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 were always fun to watch even though they lost. They were always fun to watch, and I like I props to their fan base going zero sixteen and showing up to every single oh game gosh. and cheering. I know. Props to them, man. But my, I don't know. If, what if they just do it as a joke? I don't, I don't think know. it is. They gotta, mean, they gotta spend money on those tickets. Yeah, I mean the Falcons are whatever they are like four and seven, and, and I'm fed up. So I don't know how yeah, they yeah, do yeah. it. Like, and they didn't even win. I for guess. me, I think my first ever team I liked, and it was for no reason. I literally just picked a team, and it was like, yes, I like this team. And I even made like a PlayStation account made after him. Huh. It was uh, the Bears. Ah, okay. And that was before, that was when they sucked. Like I'm talking, uh, what was his name? Jay Cutler. Ah, uh, he's a he's an interesting one. And they didn't have Khalil Mack or anything yet. And it, I like and I picked him for no reason. And then after that, I was like, you know, the Vikings colors look dope. Yeah. So I picked them, and now they're good. And these two teams sucked back then. Yeah, they and were. At the time, Giants were good, and I'm like, oh, I'm from Jersey, so if I'm ever gonna see a football game, it's gonna be the Giants. They won yeah. the Super Bowl in 2011. I'm like, I'll just stick with them. Hey, what about and the Jets, man? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone would try to force me and my family to be a Jets fan, not this family, but like cousins and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. there's nothing interesting about the Jets. I don't so know. I yeah, they're they're, uh, they're they're yeah they're they're an interesting. Like team. at least the Giants are just like oh yeah they won Super Bowl. At, at least like but for the Jets yeah. are like you're not thinking like yeah they'll win a Super Bowl in a couple years. And at least with the Giants like you know right now maybe not right now but you know they go eight and eight and they may win the Super Bowl. Yeah. The the Jets they go eight and eight and they're not even the playoffs because the Patriots. So yeah. So we'll move past the Jags and the Bills. I just wanted to get the Jalen Ramsey thing out there. Oh, that was that's hilarious. Because he was also sobbing at the but end see, of the like, game. By the way, I love him. He's he, I love him. I, I he is probably my favorite defensive player in the league right now. Just because he just goes he's around great. talking and I just love it. I I absolutely love it. I mean, I love it too. But I hate when he like backs up. He's backs down. I'm like, no. If you're gonna talk smack, you better keep talking that smack. It's it's great. But, uh, yeah. Props to him. All right, so a highlight I wanted to get to, and honestly, I didn't watch too much of this game, but uh, the uh, Seahawks and the Panthers. Apparently, there was a thing that said um, if the Rams were on a bye this week. Yeah. So if the Seahawks lost, they would have clinched the playoffs. Oh yeah, because the with the amount of wins, like yes. the difference. Yeah. yeah. And so the Seahawks. By the end of the game, ended up winning on a field goal by Janikowski. Mm-hmm. So, the Rams, even though they're going to make the playoffs anyway, aren't going to make it earlier this time. Uh, you got the Panthers, who are having a pretty easy schedule, uh, are continuing to lose. That's like three in a row? They've lost? Yeah, yeah, they're three in a row. Yeah. Three in a row. And uh, Par- Panthers are six and five, and now so are the Seahawks. And if you were to tell me the Seahawks would be six and five by now, I would say absolutely not because uh, they you know, lost their defense and their offense was never exactly. spectacular. Did you see that Chris Carson play where he got hit and flipped, landed on his legs? Oh, yeah. And kept running? Yeah. That was insane. I, I don't know that that they're a weird team because again, like you can't count Russell Wilson out. He's very talented. No, and speaking of him, he had twenty. He went twenty-two for thirty-one, three hundred thirty-nine yards, two touchdowns. Wow. Chris Carson, sixteen carries, fifty-five yards, and a touchdown. 
Um, yeah, I feel like those two are the bright spots of that offense for the most part. And then you got Tyler Lockett, five receptions, 107 yards receiving and a touchdown. You got David Moore, who's starting to show out a bit. I think he's a rookie. He also had 100 yards receiving. Wow. Four receptions, 103 yards, so and they, a touchdown. them two just counted for like 75% of the yards, just that's, them. That's insane. <laughs> and how many did Russell Wilson yeah, have? He had 339. 339. So, yeah. <laughs> oh so they accounted for like almost all of them. Yes. And then you had Doug Baldwin, who you would think have the 100 yards receiving. No, he had five receptions, 39 yards. And um, who is Trey Madden? Trey Madden? Uh no. One reception, twenty eight yards. Nick Vanette. They don't have a tight end. Is so it uh? Is it John Madden's like grandson? I don't. I, don't I know. honestly don't know. And it's pretty quiet from there on. And again, they won on that field goal at the end of the game. Let's take a look at the Panthers here. Cam Newton, twenty five for thirty, only missed five, hmm. only missed five, but uh, he had two hundred fifty six yards passing, two touchdowns, and a pick. I feel like that's a common stat line that he has. Always two touchdowns, yeah. a pick, and maybe a touchdown like, on the rushing. ground, yeah. Christian McCaffrey going I off. I hate him. Going off. He's He went 17 carries, 125 yards on the ground. Mind you, people didn't think he was going to be a bruising back. Yeah. One touchdown, seven, point yard, seven yards a carry. He also had a touchdown receiving, but mind you, he had 11 he had double digits carrying and receiving and had both over 100 yards on both. Yeah, like he's one of them. And there there are so many other names this week where they – well, he's not a no-name. But, you know, you had Tyler Boyd that you mentioned before. You had Tyler Lockett. That was another guy. And then uh, Eric Ebron. These three people. And then Kenyon Drake. Those guys that I named. I'm looking at my the, the guys I'm playing in fantasy and I'm just like, all right, you know, I feel pretty confident. And they went off. I th- ah. off off like Just it wasn't it was so frustrating because I'm sitting here looking at my my teams like oh you know I, I have a good chance of winning and then I guess like you know God didn't like me this week because oh, my, me me my teams did not do bad me neither. it's just these guys went off I'm and right I'm, there I'm, with you oh, it was just it's so frustrating but how do you allow this 125 yards rushing and 112 yards receiving and you lose the game how does that happen oh my gosh I don't, I don't understand how someone does that, and they lost the game. That's not in him, That's obviously. That's the most ridiculous stat line I've ever seen by a running back. The, yeah, like, I mean... He, Barkley isn't even putting up those numbers. No, nah, he, he gets 100 yards in total. And he you doesn't have get... Cam Newton, who's also a rushing quarterback. Oh, my gosh, that's insane. All right, you got DJ Moore, rookie also, eight receptions, 91 yards. Jarius Wright, two receptions, 25 yards. Curtis Samuel getting a touchdown, two receptions, 17 yards. And then Greg Olson, two receptions, 11 yards. And if he doesn't get a touchdown, it's a pretty quiet day for you in fantasy. And yeah. that's pretty much about it for this game. It, again, it came down to the field goal. Uh, the Panthers just, you know, riverboat Ron Rivera, who just can't put it together. Um, Anyway, uh, maybe we'll cover – I don't want to do the Patriots and Jets because it was – I feel just, like that was, that gonna was, be, that was a washy game. As it usually is. Well, all right. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk Steelers Broncos. Really, oh really man, what a game! All right, yeah. So the Steelers move on to seven three and one. The Broncos are five and six. Uh, big struggle game for for Big Ben. And again, this is an away game. It's, uh, he's it's, never he's, he's bad never good away. Yeah. Uh, f- oh my gosh, he threw fifty six times. Yeah, but and that's had 41 completions. Yeah, but that that's that's the argument that I put up when everyone talks about AB like yeah, he's talented, but if he's getting 
10, 11, 15 looks a game, like, you know, you're going to put up a lot of yards, get a lot of receptions, get a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. He, like, Big Ben does that a lot. It's not uncommon for him to be putting up in the 40s 41 and 50s. completions. I expected, yeah. like, 30-something. Yeah. And but then, anyway, uh, he had 462 yards passing, a touchdown, two picks. And we also have a touchdown throw from Chris Boswell, their kicker. Oh, that, yeah, that helped. I had him on my fantasy team. I was okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> so right before the half, uh, they were down a touchdown. And I guess uh, Mike Tomlin was like, uh, yeah, why don't we just tie it real quick right before half? And yeah. uh, he ran a trick play and threw it to their uh, offensive lineman oh, that was, that in was the end zone. That was the happiest I've ever been for a kicker ever. Like, I was running around the house screaming because oh, I – that's hilarious. Because he uh, was it, he got the kick blocked at the beginning of the game. So, yeah. so I was like, I'm sitting there like, yeah, he's going to make it. And I'm like, you know what? This is the kind of week I'm having that his first kick would get blocked and I would have negative points right yeah. now. So I needed that. All right. Then you got James Conner who fumbled, but he had 13 carries, 53 yards. If they're away, they're just not going to get it going on the ground. Yeah. It's, it's weird. He's, he's back and forth. I don't, I don't know, know what it is. I don't know. This is your guy. If Levy, if Bell's gone, you got to give it to him. Man. But anyway, it was the Juju Smith Schuster show. Oh yeah. 13 receptions. 189 yards. And 97 receiving. of that was a touchdown, his long ball. Yep, and he's the only receiver in NFL history to have two games in one season with a reception more than 90 yards. Yeah. That's that, insane. That is. And each of those, he averaged on all those receptions 14 yards per reception. Uh, and if Juju's going to have that stat line, it's going to be a quiet day for AB. Nine receptions, 67 yards. Well, they uh, were they were – Double covering AB. That was their game plan because there were talks during the I feel before. like if you're an offensive coordinator, well, defensive coordinator, and you're looking at film, don't leave Juju open either. He's yeah, just he, as he is, good. Yeah, he's just as talented. Well, then what they were trying to do, if you were watching the game, what they were trying to do is they were having like a two-man deep with their safeties, and they were, they were bringing their safeties to the outside to help with the uh, corner. And then that was leaving uh, Mc- Vance McDonald or Jesse James, whichever, and then or uh, Switzer who uh, in the slot. It was leaving them one-on-one coverage wide open in the middle, and they were getting looks. So my takeaway, what really costed them this game is uh, Xavier Grimble, who made it to the end zone and then lost the ball, and it was counted as a touchback. Yeah, that, that's just before get rid we get of this rule. Get rid of that, this rule. That's just a funny name. I just like their names. Xavier on this Grimble. Team. They got Grimble. They got Vance McDonald. They, they got interesting guys. Jesse James. They got a uh, Ryan Switzer. They got someone on their defense called like Chicolo or something. Like <laughs> oh yeah, Chicolo. <laughs> like they, they I got, hate that last I, name. They, their names are they all got interesting names. But, but yeah, I, back to the rule. But yeah, I I don't like that rule like at all. I feel like once you cross with the ball, that's it. They did literally they literally did the same thing like three times with. Uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins last year. Oh well, it was against, was that the one when with uh, one of them the was against the Patriots. And yeah, of yeah. course the Patriots are going to win that game. Yeah, but I don't understand that one. Didn't make sense to me. He he went across the line and he, the plane. he bobbled it, but he he landed with it in his hand. Oh my god! And I don't I even want, like, I don't even want to get into it. That thing. It was. I hate that. I I yeah, we're, just don't get me started. But it's so weird how your stat line is going to be that AB doesn't get a touchdown, but your Alejandro Villanueva, your <laughs> lineman is going to get a touchdown. That's insane. That that might be like the first time ever that he hasn't had a touchdown, but like a lineman. Yeah. Then you got uh, on their defense. You got Terrell Edmonds, their first round pick, uh, eight tackles, leading the team in tackles. Pretty solid. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they got some weird names on here too. They do. Cody Sensible. Sensible. Yeah, he's a he's a defensive then back. Chakwuma Okorafor. Oh. Huh. And hmm. then Anthony Chicolo, yeah, who did is. who did nothing this game, by the way. 
He just had a cool name this game. All right, but we'll look at the Broncos stat line. Um, again, we're going to have to because they won this game by a good amount of points. Case Keenum, uh, under 200 yards passing, 197 yards, 15 for 28, two touchdowns. Philip Lindsay, this dude is insane. Went undrafted, got, yeah. pick, got picked. He's a Denver guy, got picked up by the Broncos. 14 carries, 110 yards, and a touchdown. Well, he won the starting job. What was it, Booker? Was he the other guy that they were between? Royce Freeman. Freeman, that's who it was. Yeah, who they were sucks. between Freeman. He sucks. And, uh, yeah, Philip Lindsay just kind of, like, won the job. Rightfully, kind of rightfully so. That dude's insane. And then he got uh, Emmanuel Sanders, their new number one, ever since the departure of Demarius Thomas. Seven receptions, 86 yards, and a touchdown. He was coming in big for them, though. Not just He doesn't have a ton of yards, but he was making big catches. Yeah, then you got Jeff Ewerman, their tight end, two receptions, 44 yards. I feel like those are his two favorite targets. Yeah. You got to get Cortland Sutton involved. That dude is a monster, I think. Yeah. We had one reception, 14 yards. And uh, it's pretty quiet from there on. I think it was just a bad away game by the Steelers overall. They should have had this win. But, again, they're much better at home. That's the... Well, That's the whole story, pretty much. It honestly, I was watching that game thinking it was going to go to overtime. Yeah. And then they Ben drops back. He tries to do a little slant route down the middle to A B, which in my opinion was terrible because minus the lineman that he also threw a yeah he threw a pick in the end zone. Like you can't minus, do that. Minus that like yeah the defensive lineman was there. I get it. He came out of nowhere. But even past that, whoever it was Roby or whoever was coming, Chris Harris, whoever was on him at the time. He was in. He would have picked it off anyway. It would have been a pick, even if the defensive lineman didn't do it. Their their corner that was covering AB had the inside on him. He would have jumped that route, and he would have picked it off anyway. It was just a bad look. Yeah. I, I don't know. He rushed it. All right. So we're gonna talk about two more games. We'll wrap it up. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. So we got Giants Eagles. Again, it's a wide open NFC East. The Eagles are now creeping up. The Giants, I would say. I know they weren't in it, but now they're completely out of it. Um, they move on to three and eight. Eagles move on to five and six. That final score was twenty-five to twenty-two. Eagles took the victory. Uh, all I can say about this game is that Barkley. Uh, every every week, the NFL passes by. I appreciate that draft pick more and more as time passes by. Yeah, Saquon Barkley is one of the best players in the league. I mean, he he definitely is, but the Giants didn't appreciate him in the second half. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. So, yeah, we're going to talk about that. So, Eli, 26 for 31, 297 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Saquon Barkley, 13 carries, 101 yards. Probably could have had more, like we mentioned a second ago. Seven yards per carry um, and a touchdown. And then receiving Odell, uh, five receptions, 85 yards, and I think he just broke the record for the least amount of games. Oh, no, no, no. He The most 1,000-yard games by a wide receiver or something like that. I forgot the stat. But huh. he, he just got to 1,000 yards receiving. Huh. Uh, Red Ellison, very strange. He's supposed to be the blocking tight end. Got four receptions, 77 yards. D- don't ask me why. Uh, but <laughs> you have Saquon Barkley, seven receptions, 41 yards, and a touchdown. He can do pretty much everything. He's not putting up McCaffrey numbers, um, but um, that's pretty solid. And you got Sterling Shepard, four receptions, 37 yards. Russell Shepard, one reception, 29 yards. Benny Fowler, two receptions, 23 yards. Um, Elijah Penny, whoever that is. Yeah, oh, he's, he's there. He's full, full he's back, a fullback, fullback, yeah. fullback. Yeah, Corey Coleman has nothing. Um, and anyway, so again, the highlight of their offense is the receipt, is the rushing, and like you mentioned a second ago, the whole second half, Saquon Barkley had seven rushing yards. Yeah, what? I, I, that just doesn't make sense when you're playing with a lead. I mean, 
If you take away the pick right before half by Eli Manning, they were still winning by whatever is nine points or whatever. You got to run the ball. I, I Trust me, I understand that as a Falcons fan. You have a lead, you run the ball. You don't... I get, you know, it's kind of predictable. You you don't want to ease up and then not have your, your offense running when they need it, but I, I feel like Wentz is not playing great. No, and I was just about to go to his stat line, Carson Wentz, 20 for 28, 236 yards and a touchdown. You look at his MVP season last year, he had at least three touchdowns a game. Yeah, and he's he's overthrowing, underthrowing receivers. He's just not on target. No, he's just trying to come back from that ACL injury. But if you look at it now, he should be good by now, and he just hasn't done what he should yet. Yeah. Uh, Josh Adams, their rush, their uh, leading rusher with 22 carries, 84 yards, and a touchdown. One of which got called back, so he would have had he like over. Had he would have had like way over 100 yards f- rushing. Yeah, it was a 51-yard touchdown run. And it was a hold. Yeah. Oh man, that's gonna be heartbreaking. Oh, no, Jason Kelsey. Oh man, he's their best one I know. too. Oh. Exactly. They got Corey Clement, five carries, 45 yards. Uh, Zach Ertz. Uh, seven receptions, 91 yards, and a touchdown. He's pretty Jeez. much their number one. Yeah, yeah it's, he's a tight end. And um, Alshon Jeffrey, who is Alshon Jeffrey, had three receptions, 39 yards. Huh. And then you got Dallas Goddard, three receptions, 33 yards. Corey Clement, two receptions, 31 yards. Golden Tate, four receptions, 30 yards. Again, I, I, I don't believe they needed Golden Tate. I don't know why they did that. They barely that. use him. They don't need him. I don't, I don't understand why they got him. This dude could have been talented at any other team, and they got him for no reason. You have Alshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz, and Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, it, it, I feel like the equivalent of what uh, the Bills are doing to McCoy is what's going to happen with the Eagles and Tate. They're just going to kill his career. Oh, it, yeah, 100%. Because he's, he's very talented, too, and he's just dude, not Detroit, utilized. he was like their number one, and now... No, he's over here in Philadelphia for no reason. I mean, he got the W. Congratulations, but a very sloppy game overall. The Giants are already sloppy, and you clept it close with them. So to yeah. me, it's either going to be the skins of the Cowboys, and without Alex Smith, I think the, the Cowboys may take it, and that's not yeah. something I want to see. I don't want to see either of the Eagles or the Cowboys taking that. I, if the Redskins like were fine and still winning games, I'd be like, all right, cool, because you're not going to make it that much farther. Yeah. But, um, I don't, yeah, I don't know, know man. It's 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 gonna and again be it tough. came and it came down to the last field goal, like it has been recently. And by the way, zero effort on that last drive. So anyway, so um, last year we lost a loss to the Eagles from uh, J- what's his name, Jake Elliott. Jake Elliott. Jake yeah. Elliott, um, on a game-winning field goal, and he did it again. But this time we actually had time to get the ball back, and like every single throw Eli threw was underneath, like a slant. And that wasn't even going out of bounds. And the last throw, where you can throw a Hail Mary, and the announcers are even like, Eli doesn't have the arm to throw that. Yeah. But, like, in your head, you're like, we'll see. He ends up throwing, like, a dump off to Saquon Barkley for the last Who then play. threw it to Who Odell flipped, and, flipped it to and Odell got tripped. And just, yeah, I'm like, come on. At least take a chance. It wasn't even eventful. Like, he just got tripped and He fell. tripped, and that was, that was the end it. of the game. <laughs> anyway, that game pissed me off. But we're getting to the last game. Like we mentioned earlier today, we got uh, Packers-Vikings. That was the last game of Week 12. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Vikings taking the victory. Um, they're looking at second place in that division now, and the Packers are looking as if they aren't even going to make the playoffs. Um, I don't know. What did you think of this game? It was a weird game. Like I said – Aaron Rodgers was under 200 yards passing. Yeah, like, like I said before, the Vikings, it depends on which team shows up. I mean – 
it seems like every single thing that we mentioned last week, they must have like listened or something because Rudolph did got involved. Dalvin Cook had a better week. Thielen, Thielen kind of like showed up. Went like, off. It was it was just like everything that we criticized them last week completely got corrected. Thielen had 125 yards receiving. Yeah, so so he did well. Oh my goodness. Cook did not bad. I mean, you got Kyle Rudolph, who averages probably one catch a, a game. And he and had seven receptions. Exactly. So everything that we kind of said was like a weak point for them, they took advantage of. So that I, would cook too. It was weird. Yeah, it was weird. I don't. Oh. I don't know if they can play like this. That I see them doing well, like making the playoffs, doing well. Yeah. But they got to keep playing like this. They got to be consistent. They can't have weeks like this, and then you know, come next week, I don't know who their opponent is. But let's say they play next week, and then they. Let's see who their opponent is. Maybe they'll be able to catch up in that uh, division. Um, they versus the Patriots next week. 4-30 game. Four thir- uh, oh, is it that's in- amazing. I actually want to watch that game really badly now. Is that in Foxborough? Uh, it's at Foxborough. Uh, oh, yeah. That's not looking good. too good for the Vikings. And then who are the Bears playing? Oh, the Giants, right? They oh, play- yeah, good night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so- Let's chalk that up right into the loss column. So but, this, um, is, this is leaning more towards the uh, Bears taking that division now. All right, so let's take a look at the Aaron Rodgers stat line here. Again, like I mentioned, 198 yards, under 200 yards res- passing. That's wow. unheard of for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. 17 for 28 and a touchdown. The the throw that kind of stuck in my mind was a wide-open pass to Devontae uh, Adams. Uh, Devontae Adams in the end zone. Literally had like 10 feet of space and overthrew it. Oh, yeah. That was. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. He over. He missed a lot of throws. He was missing. He also a threw. Lot of a, throws. He also threw a ball over the middle to Jimmy Graham that was way too high. Some people blamed it on Jimmy Graham because he was injured and he yeah, just he didn't has a catch it. Finger. Or something, yeah, yeah, but um, still, I think Aaron Rodgers can make that. Throw. No, that that Devontae Adams. There, there's no excuse. There's for that play. no excuse. He, he had like five I, yards you of saw, separation. If you saw Aaron Rodgers' face after that throw. He, he was, was like, I don't, I, I didn't know I was physically capable <laughs> of not making that pass. I know, like he, he's just, he's Aaron Rodgers. You just don't expect that. You, you expect consistently yeah. great, and he's so. If Aaron, if Aaron Rodgers isn't the bright side of this offense, then it's Aaron Jones. He had 17, yep. 17 carries, seventy-two yards, and a touchdown. Average four yards a carry. And who is this running? Who is this guy? Is he? A, he's a he's a receiver. Who? Equanimius. Equanimius St. Brown. Oh, he's he's new. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, he's doing. There's what, some weird some names reception. on this team too. Yeah, because I got Valdez Scantling or no, something like that. Marquez Valdez Scantling. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then you got Randall Cobb. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I'm so glad they're actually using Aaron Jones and not Jamal Williams. He's garbage. Um, yeah. Anyway, Devontae Adams could have had two touchdowns this game, but he was held to five receptions, 69 yards, and a touchdown. Equinemius St. Brown, <laughs> three receptions, 53 yards. Jimmy Graham, two receptions, 32 yards. Aaron Jones, three receptions, 21 yards. Lance Kendrick, Lance Kendricks, two receptions, 14 yards. And Marquez Valdez-Scantling, one reception, three yards. And uh, Mercedes Lewis, one reception, four yards. Yeah, not too much of a bright spot in that offense. And you're expecting a guy like Aaron Rodgers to – did you start him this week? Yeah, I did. Oh I think boy. he still got me like twenty points. Though. Yeah, probably. I think he still did all right. You did bench Aaron. Ro- Aaron, oh, no, Aaron Jones. No, he got me eleven. Points. Aaron Jones. Well, I, I benched Aaron Jones because I had because you have Brita, Chubb, and Zeke. And Zeke. Oh my! You're I mean, stacked at running I, I could have put him in. I would have put him in for Brita. That's where I would have put him in. 
and uh, he would he did he got two more points. Yeah. It's I, have not a, much. I have a fun fact for you. Other than uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's only thrown one interception this whole I year. I know. Yeah, that's insane. That that is insane. He never throws an interception. But he anyway, has like twenty touchdowns. If you put yeah. Kirk Cousins right before this game, though, if you put all the stats of Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers together, they're equally identical, except uh, Kirk Cousins has seven picks. Yeah, that's it. Like they're literally the same quarterback. I mean, but their records are very similar too. Yeah, you got four six and one, and six four and one. Yeah, so I mean, going into the game, they were a game off each other. So yeah, their records. I think it just comes down to the Vikings have a better defense. Yeah, so the Vikings so can. Vikings got to get that defense together. I don't know. I think I think they're just catching up with the times where, like I mentioned before, where you have to have a high powered offense to oh, well, win games. What happened with uh, Xavier Rhodes? He went out with a hamstring. Hamstring. Injury. I saw that. That looks uh, really bad. Is there any news on that? I didn't hear anything. I didn't see. Uh, people were just making. I actually looked it up this morning. People were just making jokes. They were like, I don't know. I think he tore his hamstring. But um, it did, I, I don't did think he good. was walking off on his own. But anyway, let's talk. Uh, the team of the night again, twenty-four to seventeen. Vikings took the victory. Kirk Cousins, twenty-nine for thirty-eight, three hundred forty-two yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Pretty solid game. Can't ask more from a guy that you're paying eighty-four million dollars for. Um, Latavius Murray, eleven carries, thirty-three yards. They're still trying to get Devin Cook involved in this offense, so he's looking like he's coming back a little bit. He had ten carries, twenty-nine yards. And uh, receiving, again, Adam Thielen, eight receptions, 125 yards, and a touchdown. Um, he's just an animal. And then who know who's also an animal is Stephon Diggs. He oh, could have yeah. he could have had two touchdowns also. He literally caught a ball in the end zone in his hands, and he yeah. – like I heard Chris Collins was talking about it. If all he did was roll over on his back, that's a touchdown. Yeah. But instead he fell on top of the ball and it fell out. Yeah. What an idiot. But anyway. Uh, eight receptions, 77 yards, and a touchdown for him. Kyle Rudolph, seven receptions, 63 yards. That's about as good of a game as you're going to get from Kyle Rudolph because, again, like we mentioned before, he had one reception every single game prior to that. Dalvin Cook, three receptions, 47 yards, and reached the end zone. Um, I like to hear that from Dalvin Cook. He was a player that put on a show for those guys. Yeah. What's weird is when he was actually good, his quarterback was Sam Bradford. Yeah, yeah, that is weird. And then when he got <laughs> hurt, he was with Case Keenum. And now he's with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, that, that this is This dude had to go through three quarterbacks. That's tough. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Xavier Rhodes led the team in tackles before his injury. Yeah, I just, uh, I just looked it up, too. How, there's is, no, how is he looking? There's no nothing stated yet that's a fact, nothing confirmed. But uh, they're, they're hinting at... Like a serious hamstring injury. They don't. Yeah. They don't think it's anything minor. So. Do you know what the highlight of this game was for me? What? The most accurate kicker in NFL history missed two field goals in an indoor stadium. Like, that doesn't make sense. Dan Bailey, what are you doing? Yeah, but the, uh, He's not even outdoors. He's inside. It's been that year though for kickers. <laughs> but it's Dan Bailey. <laughs> I know. He's supposed to make everything. I know. I don't know. Same thing with uh, even the guy on the other end, Mason Crosby, when he missed like five kicks or whatever oh, in one game. The one week I need a, a <laughs> kicker, I put him in that week. Oh. I looked at his stats before. I'm like, oh, he's attempting at least five field goals a game. And he missed Hell like, all yeah. of them. Hell yeah. He missed all of them. And an extra point. I think all, was that the guy where he missed off of the right upright every time? Was it him? What was that? Was he the one that missed off of the right upright? It kept hitting the right upright. I thought that was Cody Parkey. Was it Cody Parkey? It was Cody, Cody Parkey. Because <laughs> I remember seeing that game, and and no matter where he was on the field, he just hit the right upright and it missed. Every single time. 
It is a weird year for kickers because you have Justin Tucker missing game-winning field goals. Do you remember his face when he missed it? And he's like, I've never missed he ever. He never missed an extra point. His face when he missed, he was like, what? <laughs> that was his first missed extra point ever, right? In like 200-something attempts, yeah. Oh, my God. It was yeah. it was crazy and it was like what? <laughs> oh my goodness! And then you have Adam Vinatieri, the best kicker of all time. He's also he's the leading scorer yeah, in the NFL. In the NFL, and he missed like a like a twenty something field goal. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's like right. you know like my dad's age. Like <laughs> oh my god, he's he's up there in age. And he's got like four rings. Oh my god. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So that's my key takeaway: is the kicker missing field goals. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Yeah, twenty four to seventeen. Actually. What's what I noticed about this game? It, the Vikings should have had at least nine more points. Yeah, they should have been up by almost like more than thirty. They yeah they they should have again because he missed two field goals. Yeah, I think it was two. two. I think it was yeah. He made the third, and I, what I saw on Twitter at halftime, apparently Mike Zimmer told a reporter he's like, yeah, we're just gonna go for two the rest of the game, and they <laughs> that, just let him kick again. That, that so obviously like, whatever uh, you. What, they guess don't listen to whatever they tell you. It's like the uh, that's like the Steelers. They were there. weren't they doing that for a while? They were just going for two. Oh yeah, I hate that. They, they were Especially just like, when you have to do it. What, what sucked for me is I picked up Dan Bailey as soon as he was signed by the Vikings. So I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they're gonna score like a hundred points a game. That means he's gonna have at least like twenty points yeah. kicking. And I signed him. Their first game, uh, he didn't even get a chance to kick, not once. And that was also that was also against the Packers. Jeez, he didn't even get that's... a chance to kick. That's yeah. That I don't know. I don't, I don't know what know to say either. about that. Like, I don't know either. But that pretty much wraps up week twelve. Yeah. Um. So I'm not. We're not going to preview any games next week, but we'll give you the schedule, and uh, we'll make sure to keep a close eye on it. You got the Saints, Cowboys. Good night. Uh. You got Bears, Giants. Good night. Also. <laughs> uh. You got Jaguars, Colts. Andrew Luck has been having the best game of. Best year of his life with one of the best linemen in the league. He got sacked for his first time yesterday. In like, what, four weeks or in something? In five weeks. Five weeks, yeah. And yep. you have other teams averaging at least three sacks a game. Yeah, and he's he barely, like, in the last two or three weeks, he didn't even get touched. Like, Oh, my goodness. Yeah, insane. but anyway, um, hopefully he puts up a big game against the Jags. Uh, but you got Cardinals, Packers, Andrew Aaron Rodgers is going to throw for ten touchdowns that game, especially after losing <laughs> to the Vikings. <laughs> Uh, you got Browns and the Texans. Uh, that's gonna be a very interesting that, game. Yeah, that might be. Yeah, Depending the Browns on are, what happens tonight. Browns that? are yeah. Browns are coming off one of their best wins, and then you got the Texans, who are are they still seven, on the winning streak? Or are they yeah, just lost? They're on seven straight. Yeah, seven straight. That's insane. All right, so we'll keep a close eye on that one. You got the Panthers, Bucks. If Cam Newton does not throw at least four touchdowns, I'm gonna sue because this defense is atrocious, and I don't know who's starting for the Bucks. Jameis Winston. Jameis, yeah. All right. So, and then after that, we got Bills, Dolphins. Not even going to look at that game. Um, we got the Broncos, Bengals. Um, honestly, I don't, I don't know who's going to win that game. I mean, the, they have the, the same record. The Broncos is they have they beat two good teams though. They beat the Steelers, and then last week they beat the Chargers. You're right. And let's take a look if they're home or not. I think they should be home if they were just on the road. No, it's at the Bengals. They're still on the road. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, no. La, 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 yesterday they were home. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Yeah, yeah. So Bengals are coming off. Um, a bad loss, and so who knows? Loss, you know, yeah. Brent, maybe Broncos can stay hot. You got Ravens, Falcons. What do you think of that game? Uh, I mean, I think it all depends on which quarterback goes in because if you have a running quarterback, lights. Do you still have Lamar it. Jackson for this game, or is he? I, yeah, I don't. I don't know either. I don't know because we'll if, if if they put him in, then I it's gonna be a tough tough day for yeah. us. All right, so then you got Rams, Lions. 
Rams are they just got off a 50 point win game they went on a bye that means Sean McVay has dissected each and every sec like each and every section of that defense yeah so he's gonna tear you apart yeah if I were if you guys are sports betters out there this would be a good week to bet because listen to this you got the Chiefs and Raiders if you have a fantasy team and you're not starting every single Chief that you own uh you, you, you should, should just quit. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Just just cancel the whole season. Oh my gosh, it. that's gonna be a shellacking too. Yeah, oh my that, goodness. that. Yeah. You got Jets, Titans. I don't know. Those are. I don't two. know. That's a weird game. That that could be one of those weird games where it's like weirdly good because the teams are yeah, like. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Titans and the Jets are both of the both teams that that like could put up a fight with the yeah, team. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be because be the a Titans, game. the Titans, they. They're weird. They came off a blow-off loss by the Colts, and they also beat the Patriots. So, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. I it, don't it, know. But that's the same thing with the Lions. The Lions did so bad, and then they beat the Patriots. But it's because they had Patricia, and then the Titans, they have Mike Vrabel, who used to coach and who play used, for the Patriots. Exactly. So, so, it's like he knows exactly what Bill Belichick does. Because we all know that everything has been the same for the last, like, 20 years. Yeah. So. so, game of the week is definitely going to be Vikings-Pats. Yeah, that I wish that was a that's prime, I wish that was a primetime game. Yeah, it's four twenty five. Mm. I wish that was primetime. Unfortunately, we're blessed with <laughs> uh Chargers Steelers. That's not actually not a bad that's game. That's not a bad game. Yeah, that's though. not a bad that's, game. Don't they have like the same record or very similar? Uh yeah, I think so. And the Chargers just blew out the 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 friggin' uh The Cardinals. The Cardinals. Yeah, it was they were losing at first like fourteen nothing or something, and I was like, They what shouldn't they shouldn't have kept going on. They definitely shouldn't have kept playing what's his name? Melvin Gordon. Yeah, they're, they're gonna. Well, who is their uh, Eckler? Is that who they're? Eckler is there. Yeah, and he had he's a, not bad. He's though. not bad at all. No, no. So uh, they're gonna use him. Start him up in your lineups. Um, and then last four thirty game is going to be the Niners and the Seahawks. Oh, and wow. I feel like whenever they play, I feel like those div- that division other than the Rams, it's always like yeah, it's up for grabs. Whatever. It's a weird. They even though the Rams are doing well, they oh, it was still like a relatively close game against the Seahawks. I'll take the Hawks. I don't. I, I don't get it. I don't Seahawks. understand. Yeah, I mean maybe if Jimmy G was in, it would be a different game. But yeah, I mean and the Seahawks the, run game is can't be stopped. So anyway, yeah, uh, and of then, Russell Wilson go Hawks. And then Monday we're back to a division game: Redskins, Eagles. Ooh. Uh, I actually don't like that as a Monday night game, to be honest. Where with you. is it? Uh, it's probably gonna be in Philly. Yep, in Philly. Nah, they need to flex that game. Put it to, to the four o'clock game. And yeah, put the the, uh, the Vikings, Vikings Pats game. Yeah, yeah. Can we do that? <laughs> you guys, can you guys do that for us? <laughs> but uh, other than that, that's next. That's week thirteen. We'll keep you updated on that. And I want to finish on this tonight. We're not gonna review this game, especially after you know after what we just did. But uh, Titans Texans is tonight at eight o'clock. Division game. Do you think Texans keep this streak rolling? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely do. I mean, I would know single-handedly because I have Mariota, and he has done nothing for me. Oh in yeah, fantasy. absolutely nothing. So uh, yeah, I, I that's just also it's also yeah. been a very ho- tough QB draft class. Yeah, James, you want you want you want Jameis and Mariota. Yeah, I have I have Mariota and I have Stafford. That is my luxury oh, quarterback yeah. duo good, good for night. my fantasy team. Good night. But it's all good. All right, so that's about it. That's going to conclude this episode. Um, so hopefully we'll be back next week and we'll go over week 13. Uh, so, again, listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, um, and we'll keep you updated on everything that is the NFL. So, everyone, take care. Goodbye.